Attention, Shit. people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable. I can't take it anymore. There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it there. How freaking cool is that shit? Great. I reject the reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Live on all the internet's webs and tubes, it's Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Live on Any Mini Weekly Radio, streaming worldwide and podcasting who the fuck knows where, this is Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert for Saturday, February 3rd, 2018, the day after Groundhog Day. The day, you know, Trump killed Poxatani Phil by suicide. Anyway, uh, joining me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Mr. Miles Lagon, the GM Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio. Yes, I am here. I've got a nice little box full of talisman figs and a sharp hobby knife to mutilate them with. Oh. <laughs> don't don't give him any of the chocolate, Michelle. Oh. <laughs> anyway, anyway, also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Michelle Legon. That is me, and uh, I am a defender of Carolina Hidalgo today, so any guy that made her feel bad by saying her podcast sucked deserves the wrath of the Michelle. Okay, hold on. We'll get back to that in a second, because uh, okay. <laughs> uh, because anyway, also joining me uh, out of uh, the the great city of Cleveland, Ohio, for all three hours, Mr. Kenny Peck. Yes, I am here. I had a big uh, cancellation today. No, no musical, no musician roundtable show today. Wah wah. I'm sorry oh, to hear that, bad. Kenny. I know you were looking forward to it. John Kendall had a visit from his mother, so he will. He has the weekend off, and by weekend off, I mean he chewed his chewed his foot off at the ankle again and escaped. We gotta we gotta work <laughs> on this. So what w- what I'm hearing is that if I can get my mother to come visit, that's a valid reason to not be on the show. For you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just heard an asterisk tink the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, now, now before we get to the, the, the nitty-gritty, what's this about someone bothering Cal- Carolina Hidalgo? Yeah, Carolina did a retweet today that somebody had told her her podcast was, uh, not up to their par, and she said, well, you know, either you could do a podcast and try to do better, or I'll just continue doing what I do and, you know, ignore this. So I, I 
just basically told her, you know, I, I stand with you, stay strong, and just, you know, revel in their ignorance. Well, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I took that as a personal attack. I mean, don't tell Carolina that her podcast sucks. So she has herself and two other pillars of the community on that podcast, and I enjoy every single one. And also, Frank Conniff said that Carolina and I should be sisters. So, hey. <laughs> nice. I, I just, you know, she is one of the nicest people. Let me see here. So, wait, were they were they making fun of Movie Sign with the Mads? Yeah, her podcast. Yeah. Okay, th- well, I thought she might have had another. I don't think she does. She may, but still. I don't. Uh, I don't 20th. care. <laughs> Carolina is amazing. I I agree, but I don't see. I just on Twitter. You said. Yes, I follow her. I do too. Specifically. Well, so, yeah. I, I I do now, but I mean, I'm looking and I don't see any twenty-two. Oh, how about how awful my podcast is? Then do the work and make a better one. Okay, there you yes. go. Yes. All right. Yeah, whoever did that, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Probably a probably Republican Trump he's kind of like what He's like one of these jerkwads that's complaining that Reba McIntyre is playing the new colonel for Kentucky KFC. You know, if I wanted a chick with my, my chicken, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, really? That's the fight you're going to pick? <laughs> I want to eat only things with pictures of men on them. <laughs> 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 Spoiler alert, Trump cultists, women can be colonels, too. Yes. And yes, they can. And the chicken oh. you eat are female chickens, so. This is true. Yeah. Roosters, oh, are, too val- roosters are, are too valuable to, to kill. They're too volatile to keep in numbers as well. Well, that too. They're vicious little things. Oh, I Kinda know. Kind of like Trump cultists. <laughs> yes. Yes, you know, uh, I, I, I have I ever told the story about the, uh, my my mom having a rooster that thought it was a dog for a pet. I believe no. so. Oh, well, I haven't heard it. Yeah, this was back when they would hatch the the chicks around Easter at school for for a fun activity, and oh. uh, my uncle Nicky uh, brought home one of them, but they didn't have any chickens. So it thought it was a dog. Well, that makes sense. I've seen ducks that are pretty—they uh, become pretty canine. So yeah. And uh, eventually, they decided to send it to my grand, my great grandma Dukeman's farm, and it still didn't think it was a chicken. And uh, because it kept <laughs> attacking all the other chickens and roosters, Grandma Dukeman decided, "All right, dinner time." And. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Then it got sent to live on a figurative farm. Yes. <laughs> Upstate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so there, there we go. I that's that's the that's the chicken that thought it, the the rooster that thought it was a dog story again for your um, uh, edification, listening person. pleasure. Yes. yes. Uh, anyway, I uh, something happened my box. So I'm missing some stuff, so we're just not going to use the. Imp- the Imperial March Kazoo. Uh, it is day 452 Christ, uh, 452 of the Trump 
slash Schittler Crisis. Oh, boy. 452 days, 18 hours, 9 minutes, 50 seconds since Schittler uh, stole the 2016 election with the help of those goddamn Russians. Yeah. So, there we go. Anywho. Uh, ah, come on. There we go. Don't like that. <laughs> what are you t- What? You sound like you're, you're golfing. He's he's taking. I'm sorting through Fig. Sorry, I'm working here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, figures! I thought you were saying actually you had a bowl of figs. (laughs) No, no, I'm working on. You're more of a date. You're more of a a prune man, right? (laughs) Don't you know that God hates figs? I like the strawberry. uh, The strawberry fig newtons. Those are some tasty. All right, uh, there you go. Let's get started uh, with uh, some. Uh, okay, first of all, we, I gotta say this: that um, that Twitter account from last week, we were reading, we were laughing on the air. Mm-hmm. I've got bad That's news, fake. guys. Yeah, it was fake. <laughs> but that's okay because didn't Julian Assange think it was real too? Yes, Julian Assange thought it was real. And that made I mean, me laugh even more. <laughs> here, here's the thing. We can be forgiven for thinking that, you know, a Sean Hannity account, you know, a fake one is a real one. Because we're not, like, we're not there constantly monitoring what's going on on his Twitter. Oh, thank so, you. Know, if, yeah, I mean, we're not insane. But, <laughs> you know, so, but somebody who is, like, full Trump cultist... You know, from his uh, little uh, embassy suite, uh, who who uh, apparently is supposed to be some kind of uh, god of all things internet, Julian Assange falls for it. It's is he paying them for his room and board? Good question. I don't know. I doubt it, but he should. He's got the money. Yeah, I want to. I want to put that jerk up for. Free. Maybe he pays them in Bitcoin. Yeah. Shitcoin. Shitcoin. Speaking of shit, uh, let's get to uh, the Incredible Sulk pouting about what? the fact that people don't like Shitler. <laughs> He's got so many to love him, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm such a, I'm such an, you know, a, a bastard. Give him person. a chance. Yeah. All right. Here's uh, here's cut one. Now it's best when the president can push aside the bias filter of the liberal mainstream media like he did tonight and speak directly to you, the American people. It was so obvious during many moments in the speech tonight that the Democrats, they'll never give this president a fighting shot. But his list of accomplishments, they do speak for themselves. After eight years of failure and a year of solid record success, you would think that the never-Trump crowd, the hate-Trump crowd, that they would appreciate. America is now moving in the right direction. People are getting back to work off of food stamps. The economy is growing. Now, tonight is the night that the president, he was able to bypass everyone and go right to the American people, make his case that his programs, that his policies, that his principles are working, and that we, the American people, we are rising up in the world. The entire world hates us. 
They think I, I realize bite. now why Sean Hannity's hair color has not changed. He's not dyeing it. He's just so far up Trump's ass that it, c- it continues to keep <laughs> brown. Uh, no, I, I think it's. I think it, I think there's a more sinister explanation. I think Sean Hannity is okay. actually homunculus. Okay. No, and he's at, too stupid to be in homunculus. And at his core is a <laughs> hate-filled philosopher stone. Oh, okay. Um. But, I mean, eight years of failure, what the... Uh, look, a- anyway, we're, we'll get to the crux of this. Here's cut two. And you would think this would be a moment people would celebrate. Not about the media, not about the Democrats sitting on their hands, often looking like fools, not about the hatred of the president, not about liberal conspiracy theories or obstruction. It has really become a battle for the vision of the America that you want. This to me is a fork in the road moment. And that's pretty much what tonight was all about. So ask yourself this, when, when was the last time the media ever talked or even mentions the president's numerous accomplishments in just one year? Now your answer is probably never. And since the media ignores everything the president has been able to do, well, we decided to do their job for them. Oh, I have so much to say. Okay. Rack it up. So he's basically mad. He, you know, the we, uh, well, we'll get, like I said, we I've got a special clip for to 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 tie as like a little bow on this package of shit. But uh, eh, the media so mean to Trump. The media helped get Schittler elected. He basically got what was how many was didn't they like qual- quantify how many billions of dollars of free airtime he got? A lot. Kenny, am I mistaken? No. You know, if, if no. you know, who was it? At, at, so what CBS said, hey, when he, when he, you know, he's great for ratings. He's horrible for America. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, uh. you know, you know who didn't get him elected? Uh, Sean Hannity didn't get him elected because no one's wa- no no one's really listening to him anymore. His ratings are in free fall. He's basically a legacy hire at Fox. I mean, they only f- don't they only keep him around because he's been there forever. No no yeah. one no one's yeah. watching him anymore. Matto is beating Hannity in the ratings like a drum made from the redheaded stepchild of a rented mule. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Here's uh, I like here's- Matto. I, I, oh, yeah. President's accomplishments in one year. The economy is booming. We have record low unemployment numbers. Regulations are being gutted. ISIS defeated. The individual mandate repealed. We are finally on the path to energy independence, and that means millions of high-paying career jobs for Americans, and America is now back leading on the world stage. Now, this has been an epic first year for the Trump administration, and more importantly, an epic year for the American people, the forgotten men and women that Martha was just talking about. And that's with Democrats that have resisted every second of every day, obstructed at every single turn. And of course, never Trumpers, establishment Republicans in Congress that have held back the Trump agenda. No, you know what's really <clears throat> held back the, the Schittler oh, agenda? Schittler. Because people realize this guy is a billion tons of shit in a one-pound capacity shit bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. No argument there. You know. 
But please continue singing his praises, Sean Handy. Last cut before before we get to my super secret special clip. Get the media that worshiped Barack Obama, defended his terrible failed policies for eight years, and not willing to give this president a break or credit for anything. And they have been so abusively biased, something we've never seen in American history. The media seemingly wants the president to fail. They're actively rooting for it, which is why speeches like tonight help the president explain his vision for this country without the spin, without the smears from the liberal media. All right, so let, let's go over this premise right one more time, that the media wants President for here, here he is again. Get the media that worshiped Barack Obama, defended his terrible failed policies for eight years, and not willing to give this president a break or credit for anything. And they have been so abusively biased, something we've never seen in American history. The media <laughs> seemingly wants the president to fail. They're actively rooting for it, which is why speeches like tonight help the president explain his vision for this country without the spin, without the smears from the liberal media. Hmm. Oh, oh God. Let's, uh, let's, let's get no, out the no, time. No. Uh, what network uh, actively featured birthers uh, as real uh, contributors to the national dialogue? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling you, Kenny, but believe me, I'm going somewhere with this. In fact, uh, let's get out the time machine. I plutoniumed it up last night. We're going to go back right. to the past, to 2009. Because, unlike those on the right, we are familiar with audio tape. Are you familiar with audio tape? <laughs> All right. So, appearing on one Fox News channel, uh, a man who is basically the Goebbels of the modern Republican Party, one Mr. Rush Limbaugh, had this to say in 2009. Our side doesn't offer any electoral leadership. There's not one elected official that is offering our side any leadership. Uh, that's... One of the things Obama does, he makes people think he's leading them. He inspires confidence in them. We have to admit that. And it's not going to help us to continue to cave and invest our hopes in him. I know what our strategy, they're hoping he fails. So they can go back, we wanted him to succeed, we gave it everything we got, we worked with him. But that's not how it works. Uh, it's that, because whenever they fall out of, of, uh, of unison with him, if they do, the attacks on them are just going to be vicious. Limba was Limba said the GOP strategy is hope he fails. Ding. Sure. Well, that was they policy with, with Mitch McConnell. Yeah, the caucus room conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. If if President Obama, remember that one clip from the documentary played? If, if Obama was for it, the Republicans had to be against it. Yes, because yeah. because be, and, and for uh, numerous reasons, but. Uh, including the fact that the Republicans are a bunch of subversive ass clowns. Um, but there's also the fact that they could not be seen by their racist base helping a black man. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure that, you know, if we have conservative listeners, you know, first of all, please do me a favor and uh, take your computer outside and smash it to bits like it was a Kerrig. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
You should. <laughs> yes, you should. Because there's so much anti-Trump stuff on your computer that you should destroy your computer. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, but, but I mean, you know, I'm sure people can complain, oh, Adam's playing the race card again, that's some, you know. Of course. See, this is what drives me nuts about Republicans is they can't even admit to the truth of the, the truth of their party. You know, they always like to say, well, the KKK was started by a, a Democrat. As though history and, and Reagan, or not Reagan, uh, Lincoln was a Republican, as though history stops at exactly that point. Yep. Sure. Time as static. if parties don't change their roles over time. You know, yeah. I I wish that's how it worked. I wish I could have stopped time when I was still a small, cute child. You know, <laughs> before I became this ugly thing. But that's not the way it works. And the fact yeah. is that when when the Southern Democrats started leaving the party because the Democrat, the National Democrats said, you know what, we're done with this racist bullshit. I like Either, to call them Dixie Credits. Dixie Credits, yeah. whatever. We told them either get on board. Or get the fuck out. And they said, okay, we're getting the yeah. fuck out. They're, and the Republicans said, eh, you know, there's a bunch of perfectly good racists out there not voting. Or they're voting for people who can't win. What if we appealed to them? And that was the Southern strategy. The entire, the modern GOP, the core of that is racism. I'm sorry, yeah. Armin. I'm sorry, Brad. I'm sorry, Adam McManagle. That is the truth. Well, and Trump galvanized that uh, as being the the most important thing of of the GOP now. I mean, this is a man who got his political start by being the figurehead of birtherism. You know, the greatest uh, new racist movement of the 21st century. I'm sure that the endorsement by the KKK was completely coincidental. Yeah. Nothing there to see. You know, and I, I've been, in, I've been I'm, I'm sure many of you know, I've been arguing with a Trump cultist on my Facebook page who just all of a sudden decided to start making comments. I, he, yeah. Apparently he's been following me and we've been friends for years. I met him once at his brother's house at a party. And um, this guy, I said, you know, hey, you know, you can love Trump all you want. I'm not going to take that away from you, but I prefer not to be on the side of fake evangelicals, the KKK and neo-Nazis. He's like, oh, there you go. Just call me a Nazi. And I'm like, no, it would help you if you could read. I said, I prefer not to be on the side of those people. And when you are, when you sidle up next to these people, have fun. I'm not going to do it. I know Hillary Clinton wasn't a perfect uh, uh, a, a perfect candidate, but the Klan hated her. You know, Nazis hated her, white nationalists hated her, because they're all they're they're all up all about the patriarchy. Yeah, and you know, so so it's like you know, and and then he's like, oh, you just call us racist, and I'm like, you said you admitted you're a birther, so you just called yourself racist. I don't have to call you racist. You admitted to me that you're a birther. You're a racist. You might not burn crosses on people's front lawns, but you tried to delegitimize the first African-American president and caused a scar on the psyche of every decent human being in this country who aligns who, who aligned himself 
with President Obama because you couldn't go after his policies, so you had to go over uh, after him uh, and make him the other. So, yeah, you're all fucking racists if you support Trump. There's no other way around it. Maybe you're a little less racist than the guy who hangs the noose from the tree, or maybe you're a little less racist than the guy that wears the swastika armband, but you're fucking racist. Yeah. And may I just point As out? You can tell you know, I've been worked up all day about shit like this. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because as I mentioned before in this program, and I will probably mention in the future, my grandfather was a Marine in World War II. We kind of had a war about whether or not the Nazis were right. And guess what? The Nazis lost. The only fine Nazi that I care about is a dead Nazi. And when you sit here Bingo. and you when, when you sit here and you say, "Oh, there were fine people at Charlotte, fine Nazis at Charlotte," you are basically unzipping, dropping trow, and pissing on my grandfather's grave. Yeah, and you and, expect and me guy, to be civil it, about that? Yeah, and this this asshole troll, uh, I'll just say Peter. Hmm. I'll say also say he's a lame <laughs> man. He's a lame man, this Peter. <laughs> Um, he, uh, he also said, if you don't understand why Trump won, then you're just lost. And it's like, I do. I understand why, or or why Trump won. I'm sorry. I do understand why Trump won because sexists, misogynists, racists, homophobes, fake Christians, all the most horrible, the basket of deplorables. And that's exactly what they fucking are. Every last dirty, greedy, ugly, stupid, racist, ignorant motherfucker went out and voted for Trump when everybody else stayed home because they were like, eh, Hillary Clinton, whatever. Uh, lesser two evils. And now, oh no, you, you know, I mean, you know, you're fucked. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's fine. No Usu- usually it's me I'm who has the... your stick. <laughs> I was about to say, usually it's me with the breathtaking game management issues. But like I said, people yeah. wonder why I take this personally. It's because, like I said, my grandfather fought in World War II. And and you are yep. insulting you you are insulting him. You are insulting my family. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. When you support this man. <laughs> you know. And let me tell you, even when he was in, even when he was on his deathbed with cancer, he would have still whooped someone's ass if he saw him, you know, goose stepping in the streets. Um, all I can say is he's supposedly a good Christian, and as Christians, you're supposed to forgive people their their sins. But when you have three marriages, each one of those marriages, you cheated on the wife to get to the second and third marriage. And then on the third marriage, when she was pregnant and or getting rid of the birth weight, you still cheated on her and then paid that person to be quiet about it. That's not Christian. He doesn't need to be forgiven. No. He has he has shown a pattern of behavior. And that's the thing. He is doesn't that... get to be forgiven anymore. I'm sorry. No, you're uh, you are absolutely right. Um. But I also want to point out that, you know, you, you make a great point about patterns of of behavior in that, yes. you know, those count. Those yes. count. You know, again, we're according to conservative logic, we're supposed to ignore the past 30 years and assume they've turned over new. That's not how it works. 
If you were Correct. a jackass for 30 years, it's not out, it's not insane to assume you're still going to be a jackass. But he's an adulterer. If you're an evangelical, you don't like that. He's a pig. Oh. He's a you know, pig. He's, he's, he's not only an adulterer, he's a, a sexual predator, or at least has, has uh, um, admitted to being a sexual predator. And that doesn't mean just by, you know, going after young girls. It means by going after any woman that he can grab a hold of. You know, and, and that's not the worst of it. He is a racist. He has been caught up in racist, you know, um, the problems over his life. The first... He's never apologized for them. He is a he, he is a thief. He has sponsored a university that stole money from people. So he's he, there are a whole gambit of the supposed commandments these people are supposed to be following that he does not. The yeah. first news article about Trump was about him being investigated for. Um, uh, uh, um, Ex- uh, discrimination, yeah, discrimination, discrimination, discrimination yeah. against African Americans in his uh, apartment buildings. Yeah, and like, and like I said, this is—you're right, Michelle. This is a pattern of behavior because it goes back to this. You know, let let us say that he had nothing to do with his father's decision to discriminate against black renters. There's still the Central Park Five and all the other racist bullshit he's doing. The birtherism, mm-hmm. which was racism. Okay, you could sit here, you could try and mask it behind an intellectualism. Birtherism was racism. Period. End of discussion. End of paragraph. End of story! But what I'm trying to say is when you atone for your sins, when you admit that you've committed a sin and you feel generally sorry for that, you do not commit that sin again. If you do, you have not originally, you have not atoned for the original sin. So that nulls and voids everything. Yeah. Sorry. And you know, I it's uh, uh, anyway. We should we should probably go to break. Yeah, we we're going yeah. to break. Yep, yep, yep. Um. All right. So I'm we're so go fucking bre- angry today. I, I, it's fine. I, I'm telling you, the whole thing yeah, about I'm not much about better. Shtick theft. That I'm actually in a pretty good mood. <laughs> yeah, probably because you're cutting all the heads off my talisman figures. Every other. <laughs> you're, I he's doing to, to the... my dragons. I set them aside and taped it up, and I was like, Shit, "So, so you're doing to them what Sid the Toy Destroyer did in Toy Story, basically, Miles." <laughs> no, I'm giving them tender, loving care. <laughs> sure, I'm sure Sid the Toy Destroyer thought he was doing that too. <laughs> No, he's clearing all the flash off of it. There are certain points where the plastic molding gets put in lines. He's clearing oh. that off before I start painting nice. them. Oh, I no, think he said nice. flesh. Thank I was you. like, what? No, the yeah. flash. Skin them alive. Yes. <laughs> all right, we got to go to break. When we come back, we'll have more, uh, including uh, Dick Santorum back, making, a, making an asshole of himself. I'm sure everyone's shocked about that. <laughs> yes, Crick, that's right. Cricket, yeah. Cricket's chirp. Not- and uh, also, if you want, I sent you a little audio nugget in your uh, Skype. Oh, I love audio nuggets. Ooh, I like Man. the little leprechaun. Oh, the... Sh- <laughs> Wait, where is it? It's in my it's hand. It's in the Skype chat. Oh, just, that's... Just look at it on break. All right, we'll be right back after this for more Mike Check Radio. Mm-hmm. 
You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. What an ass. He was grinning like an idiot the entire time. What's wrong with that guy? Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Rigamotus, who's cat, bungee falling all the way to real estate in China. Silicone rat bait like I want a train wreck. Tantamount to pyramid, maybe you're a recliner. 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 I'll be useful as a buggy whip. I'm good as anybody. 
This is Janet Lee from Southern Progressive Revival. Just sitting on my porch, listen to Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Join us. We're leaving the light on. Sunday, 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 come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new 2016 episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow! Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. So turn it on and get inspired. It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Ciao. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m., the Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, well, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. That's right. Everyone adores me, and I'm also joined by some other righteous dudes. To wit, we have Michelle Lagan out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the rogue DM dungeon master of Mike Check Radio. Yes, that is me, and I am here. <laughs> Try not to sound so enthusiastic. <laughs> And uh, also another righteous dude, uh, Mr. Miles Lagon, the GM Galaxy Master Mike Check Radio. Yeah, I'm also here. (laughs) (laughs) And righteous dude number three, Mr. Kenny Pick out of Cleesburg, Ohio. Oh, everything's terrible. (laughs) All right. All right, Eeyores. I know, I know how to fix this. Just remember, season 11, Mystery Science Theater coming... No, I'm sorry. 12! 12! Coming down soon. I think. I hope. Maybe. Come on. That's got, that's got to cheer you up. 
True. I'm I'm in a good mood. I'm just I'm just pissed off. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Ditto. <laughs> anyway. So I I I was not gonna wait through ninety minutes of Schittler fapping him, you know, whacking oh, himself God, off. Oh God, no! I'm sorry, uh, but I mean that was basically what it was. You could have you could have just had someone there making the you know the 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 hand gesture, the whole speech, yeah. and it would have been more accurate. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't listen to any of it unless it was they just played snippets of it in a news story. Yeah. I literally boycotted it. I'm not going to watch a fucking, you know, uh, madman, you know, propaganda speech. Yeah. Where he, he says, oh, I want unity, but I don't really want unity. Of course he doesn't want unity, because if he has unity, he's going to lose. Well, we, we are pretty united against him, so. But, I mean, it was basically, I mean, 90 minutes of him just standing there jerking off in front of the American people. That's what it was. This, this is the part I don't get. Is the Republicans can see. I mean, they can see the protests on the women's march. I mean, I don't know if their heads are so far up their asses that they're they're trying to rationalize it or if they're intentionally just watching right-wing news to I- ignore it. But the, the when you look at the, the the level of protest, people are marching in the streets by the tens of thousands and th- that that should raise so many red flags on there that they should be like oof we are in trouble i mean how many i heard trey grout uh, uh gowdy just put in that he's not running yeah. again in 2018 <laughs> trey he's gowdy gonna start he's gonna start his own hair salon uh-huh. <laughs> and so you know that's just uh oh on a side note sweetie uh, the yes. magic number is 66 Okay. So, yeah, it's just, <laughs> you know, really unbelievable. Yeah. They're I mean, like pay I said, for it in the November. Guy, oh, yeah, they are. I mean, the guy just, I mean, like, how many, name one president who has applauded himself. Hitler. No. <laughs> no, I, I actually think you're right. Chancellor. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure Putin applauds himself. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. I uh, actually didn't know that he applauded himself. But. Oh yeah, he was applauding himself. Oh yeah, you could hear. I, I, what little I heard, I I saw a, a scene, you know, shot where he's the, the the one was the faith and family one. That's the one I did see where Melania sat down when Trump talked about faith and family. Yeah. Oh, that she, was a fucking. She adorable. knows the story. Melania knows the Stormy Daniels story is true. She knows it's true. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and like of Stormy Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kenny, um, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing that you kind of liked the Mad Lib I made for you for Friday. I did. Did you, uh, did you hear it? I did. I did. I did. I, I just, I, yeah. I'm, I have some preliminary thoughts for another one based well, on do, the do. Trump Stormy Daniels sex tape and I'm just wondering if that's something you'd be interested in or if I should just yes. let that idea flow away. Oh, okay. just do it. Just do okay. it. Okay. But uh but yeah, so but you know, the, I I did see him clapping. Uh you know, he was applauding himself and it like had his hands like right in front of the mic, so it's like <laughs> So you heard his clap kind of drowning out the other claps because you know, when you clap that close to 
uh, a microphone, you know. It, it, it's, it's like a sonic boom. Out of, yeah. You know, okay. I mean, the fact of the matter is, you know, I, for him, it's all about the ego boost. That's why he can't take it that people aren't shame, that there there's a, there's a portion of the population who will not suck up to him shamelessly. Yeah. It's it, it's all about him. And why can't you see why can't you see what I'm doing for you people? You know, because we see what you're doing to us. You know. Yeah. Anywho, uh let's go let's go back to Lumpy. Uh <laughs> uh he had uh Geraldo slanted. I don't know. Can we use that on this network? That is technically an Ed Schultzism. Oh, uh, th- that version of Ed Schultz died, so we can we can honor um, the the Ed Schultz we used to enjoy. Okay. Um, by by saying slant head, now you know he's obviously had his brain wiped by the Kremlin. So um, that's now that's a that's a, a I think a public domain. Fair yeah, um, I heard I, we heard something from Rick under on why Ed Schultz has become what he has become, but it still doesn't make any sense to me, so. Did that... No, oh, uh, do you mind repeating that? Um, well, Rick Unger told us in Washington, D.C. last year that Ed Schultz has had some severe financial difficulties concerning some health issues. Maybe not him, his oh. health, but his family health issues. Yeah. So he had to... Um, Sell his soul. Follow the money. Yeah. Yeah, he need, he needed money badly. I know his wife was so, really sick. Bingo. That may be why. Yep. Yeah, I and that that that's horrible. I I, I don't sad. want to see his wife is a wonderful person. Yeah. And you know nobody should have. But I mean, God, really? That's where you have to go to get things taken care of. Apparently he did. Well, he you know he sold out his conservative roots. He became a you know he became a progressive, and then. You know, that dried up on them real quickly. No, not many people were giving warnings about the, the closing of current. So. Well, he his uh, his his gravy train dried up, I think, it went, was it when Al Gore sold uh, Air America? Uh, what was that station? Current. Well, he was current on MSNBC. TV? Yeah. He was on MSNBC. Oh, yeah, all right. Never mind then. That was his last job before RT. Yeah, but then he got taken off of there too and it it became yeah. bad he got bumped to the weekends then they yep. brought him back then he went strictly radio and yeah so um but anyway they, they're paying they must be paying him very well to do what yeah. he does well it may be enough to at least keep him afloat uh, that's all i can say rick rick did say that there were some issue extenuating circumstances that we did not know about so. i'm sorry but oh, there are no, well. there's no extenuating circumstances that justifies what he's doing he's basically he's basically aiding and abetting treason well yeah but you know it's also some taking people... care of his wife and his priorities obviously lie there yeah. yeah but you also realize you know tom hartman realized what archie was becoming or was and he left yeah, yeah. You know, I know you have disagreements with with Tom Hartman too, but you know he did leave, and he doesn't talk about it. Sure. When people try sure. to bring it up. He says, "Nope." It's like it's you like know. Fight Club. Yep. You don't talk about douchebag yeah. club. You don't talk about douchebag yeah. club. All right. Anyway, well, here is now. Now I, I. Yeah. Now I, I I will have to say this that you know. <laughs> I bear some of the responsibility for Geraldo being unleashed upon the world because he did get his start at WGN in Chicago. That's true. 
And as someone who grew up near Chicago, I do feel as though this is this is our fault, guys. We're sorry, America. We're sorry. Mm. Anyway, here he is uh, talking to if if Rush is the GOP's Goebbels, I, I guess Hannity's their Baghdad Bob. <laughs> Baghdad Bob. I hey, love telling, that guy. Telling him that. If he'd been around when Nixon was was in office, Nixon would have had to resign. Which again is basically admission that Fox News is the propaganda arm of the Republican Party. Here's cut one. All right, as we continue, Geraldo Rivera, Jonathan Gillum are with us. Geraldo, I hate to tell you, the email server is now going to be investigated. The IG report is expected in March, and then from there, then we still have a uranium one. We had an FBI agent inside of Putin's network. For six years. And he knows about the bribery and extortion and kickbacks and money laundering. He was there for a full 18 months before they ever signed off on CFIUS. And Robert Mueller was the FBI director. And then we have the abuse of surveillance and unmasking and no minimization and and releasing the government, releasing raw intelligence on American citizens like General Flynn. I think, Sean, first of all, as I have said before, they never would have Nixon never would have been forced to resign if you existed uh, in your your current state back in 1972, 73, 74. I'm sorry, it's just so hard to understand Geraldo when he's got his mouth full of Sean Handy's dick. <laughs> <sighs> that was some serious patronizing, wasn't it? I mean, that's just sad. That's just sad. Again, that's we already knew that. We, again, Fox News, Sean Handy, they, they are all part of the, they all are the propaganda arm of the GOP. Where they will tell you happily, we have always been at war with Eurasia. That up is yep. actually down. And that mm-hmm. the meaning of life isn't 42, but 24. And you, you know what? Let's, uh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to take that back. This is Animal Farm. We're being run by a bunch of animals. Trump's a pig. Sarah Fuckabee Slanders is a cow. I, I, I'm sure that, you know, uh, you know, there's a rooster reference somewhere. I, I think of it more as Watership Downs, you know, uh, uh, the whole GOP, you know, the conservative right, all the, you know, the corporate elitists, they're that big that ugly scarred rabbit in Watership Downs. Mm. So, anyway, here's cut to the fellatio fest. The fellatio fest continues. Geraldo, I was, I was, I was literally 11 years old. <laughs> I know. It's, it's too bad for it's too bad for Nixon because nobody like you existed then. Uh, I, I, I say that because I believe that our prime responsibility now is to unshackle the 45th president of the United States is to rid Donald Trump of the the but are you assuming they'll stop what what indication is there that they'll never they're never going to stop trying to tear this man down they are they are a toothless tiger now once once now is exposed that the dossier was bought and paid for that it was the the fake basis of the FISA warrant that that it everything from there forward is invalid I would I would submit as a constitutional lawyer everything everything from the from the FISA, the fake FISA warrant or the uh, the cancerous FISA warrant forward is is absolutely inadmissible irrelevant it should be thrown out 
did he just claim to be a, a to be a constitutional lawyer? Um, I heard. Something. I think so. You know, uh, there's there's a funny little story that just popped up last night, right when we were doing our show, uh, from the Washington Post uh, by Ellen uh, Nakashima. Justice Department told a court of sources political influence in request to wiretap ex campaign aid officials say. So they didn't come right out and say, oh, well, Hillary Clinton paid for this research. But they were like, look, this is from, you know, and, and again, research that was started by a Republican. Yeah. And that's the um, thing is that oppo research done completely legally. Uh, capitalism at work, my friends. And um, it, but this was disclosed to the court, and they're like, okay, we'll take that into consideration. But you know, and again, what? Why is everybody forgetting that? You know, uh, okay, well, apparently uh, this kills me. This kills me about this whole thing. Carter Page, last year, Corey Lewandowski, he played no role whatsoever in the campaign of significance. I don't think I ever met him. I don't think the president ever met him. Uh, no, you know, who is this guy? Low-level coffee boy, like they keep saying. Now they're saying, this wasn't a direct, a direct attack on the Trump campaign. But you said Car- Carter Page was a nobody. And he was already made by the FBI in 2013 for his Russian ties. They were trying to flip him. And yeah. you hired him. And let's not even forget about what really start set off the whole um, the investigation. It's that George Papadopoulos idiot who got drunk and was chatting up a bunch of Russians online. Yep. Well, forget about that, dumbasses. There's a yeah. fucking timeline, and they're re- they're trying to, you know, uh, you know, edit out, you know, the space and time from this entire thing is just ludicrous and i hope to god it just blows up in their faces like a cartoon bomb on with wily e. coyote uh, oh my god oh it if, will if i might make a slight disagreement um i don't What's consider that? them idiots i consider them complicit yeah i i don't uh, believe yes. them to be, yeah yeah i yeah. i agree i agree with that but you can be a complicit idiot true yeah. Because it, that. it's always the constant that those in power try to rewrite history. Yeah. I mean, basically what they're trying to do is take a really horrible human being and say and, 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 and flip it on its head and say, no, best human being ever. <laughs> With the highest no. ratings. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. You know, and uh, I'm six foot one, and that makes me the tallest man in the world. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that? I'm sorry, I stole that from John Berman. He said he was five ten, making him the uh, the tallest news anchor in the world. So, I mean, you know, I could I could put out a dossier like this, uh, claiming that Bigfoot is real, and I could I could put things in like, hey, you know what? There are a lot of furry mammals that I've never seen in the flesh. I've never seen a bear in the flesh. I have never seen a wolf in in the flesh. So it stands to reason that I have also not seen Bigfoot in the flesh, but bears and wolves exist, so therefore Bigfoot exists. 
That, that is some fine Republican logic. But here's, I mean, like I said, you know, I, I just, he's not a constitutional lawyer. He's a lawyer. He's not a constitutional lawyer. Uh, so fuck off. You don't know what you're talking about. It's in, it's inadmissible. No, actually it isn't because, uh, let me tell you that, uh, the FISA court has the highest standard, um, of all the courts in this country. You have to have, you know, you have to basically have your case made before they authorize a wiretap. If, if they had, if they had a, a FISA warrant for Schittler, his goose is cooked. It's not a matter of if, mm-hmm. it's a matter of when. Anyway, one more clip from uh, Geraldo. This is the filleting part three. I want the president first to get a note from Mo. I don't get the memo, any, all that stuff is, is BS. All I want now. I'm going to pause there because people in hell want ice water. They don't get that I either. Ice water. I want ice water and this is hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, people in hell want ice water. Yes. <laughs> I want Trump to get a letter from Mueller. Oh, he's going to get a letter from Mueller. Oh, boy, is he yeah. going to get a letter from Mueller? And the top will say indictment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, let's get through this real quick. What I want now is for him, Donald Trump, to be free of this, to go on with his agenda, and I'll fight with him on specifics on the agenda with DACA and uh, et cetera. But I think that what we have seen, it is a president who has been unfairly attacked for a year with a with a uh, an law enforcement, a premier law enforcement agency and some high flying, uh, longstanding civil servants who had taken it upon themselves to attack a man unfairly and have have crippled this this administration. And whatever he's done, he's done despite them. That, I look that way. I look forward. I would look, I look to 2018, 2019. 2020 and, and forward if we go back the danger is we get we'll be in this it's, it's not about us trey going gowdy back trey gowdy announcing <clears throat> is not running for office why because of the benghazi thing weighed him down until it drowned his right. political ambition i don't want the republicans to keep looking back i want them to look forward all right i gotta let it go here uh thank you both for being with us we appreciate it all right there we go so yeah <laughs> It had to be done. Thank you. And uh, well, we'll end it with the... Geraldo. I mean, oh, you miserable piece of washed-up garbage. That's what Fox News does. They, like, collect the driftwood of media figures. Uh, don't insult driftwood like that. And put them in front of a fucking camera or radio microphone. Don't insult I hate drift- these people. Don't they, insult they driftwood suck. like that. suck. I mean, I just can't say anything else. They just suck. Yes, their suck level is well over 9,000. It's over 9,000! Oh. These readings are off the charts. I still have to find it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back after this. Uh, here, I got it for you. I got Thank Readings you. off the charts. Over 20,000. That's a lot of sucking. Yeah, that is a lot of sucking. All right, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. That's the end of Act One. Intermission time. Go get some snacks! Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
Attention, people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable. I can't take it anymore. There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Wait, stop. I reject the reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. And we are back. Join me, as always, out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Mr. Miles Lagon, the GM Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio. Yes, hello. Uh, I am back, and... I have a damaged fig, unfortunately, but I shall repair it. Right it on. arrived damaged, Kenny. Sorry to tell you. Something happened to it. <laughs> okay. I have skills, in case you didn't know. I, I believe it. It's fine. Mad what, a weapon snap-off or something? That's the one on the Celestial. Hmm. Well, it could have happened before I shipped it, too. I don't know. That, I didn't I really did. pad them very because well. Because the weapon's <laughs> not here. Oh, wait. It is here. Oh, oh my. It's in the box. Inside anyway. baseball. We can talk more later. Anyway, also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, uh, Michelle Lagon, the rogue DM dungeon master of My Trick Radio. That is, yep, that is me. We had to just shut up the house because it's raining now. So, yippee. Is it raining, men? Hallelujah. Oh, I wish. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. And finally, out of Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick. Yes, and uh, I was just telling everybody they said the the intro was repeating, and I said kind of like the dinner I had; it had peppers in it. So I'm sorry, that was my fault. <laughs> I, I because sorry. what happened is I would okay. I would restart it and then go to record. I was like, no, no, I got I got to do record first and then start the, the you know. Anyway, um, f- first of all, I just remember, guys, we have something. Big to go over for nerd talking a little bit. Okay. Did everyone do their homework? No. I did. To reiterate, did everyone watch the Ant Man and the Wasp trailer? Damn. No, I, didn't. I did. No. Oh, Miles, Miles, Miles. Miles. I'll say it again. No. <laughs> Are you telling the truth or just trying to push my buttons? I'm just telling the truth. I Dear Lord. told you to watch it! <laughs> I know. Anyway, we'll go over the Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer, and I believe next weekend, it, it looks like we're going to have the first trailer for Solo. Oh, is that a homework assignment, too? Yes, it, yes. Do, okay. You better... Good. Okay. He's been on call all week, Adam. That's for me the past two mind. weeks. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm actually I, I have to go out again. So. 
we'll actually we'll we'll get our first look at Solo. I believe it's the fifth on Monday. Um, so th that should tell us is it going to be as good as Rogue One or not? Anyway, um, so let's talk about this really, really stupid Paul Ryan tweet. Yeah. Frank, frankly, I'm tired of hearing from stupid oh, yes. wingers. <laughs> Do you think an advisor said, sounds like a really crappy plan, but okay, before he <laughs> put this tweet out? <laughs> he said, maybe yeah. they said that. He's like, I, I got an idea. I got an idea for a tweet. And then they said, <laughs> sounds like a really crappy plan, but okay. <laughs> yeah. He's so can, I, can, I, can I come back with the rebuffs that somebody sent to it? Yes, please. Wait, we don't know That's what they're rebutting. <laughs> when you do it, I will rebut it. So he sends out this tweet um, saying, quote, a secretary at a public high school in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, said she was pleasantly surprised her pay went up a dollar and fifty a week. She said that that will more than cover her Costco membership for the year. Oh, I mean, how tone deaf is that? How how low have we set the bar? Exquisitely so, yeah. That's impressive. And of course, he quickly deleted it because he knew. I mean, he got yeah. called out. And? So, anyway, what's this about a rebuttal, Michelle? Oh, I'm, I'm 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 actually trying to find it now. I have lost it on my Twitter feed. It's from LOL GOP. Yeah, LOL GOP had a really great uh, rebuttal for it. So you guys are all right now. you guys are all gonna be very happy to know that starting on our next pay period, you'll be getting a salary of a dollar fifty a week each. <laughs> I know, I know, it's more than you guys deserve. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm yeah, privileged I'm privileged uh, to be doing this with the best people in the business. I'll take it. That sounds like an infinite increase in what we're receiving now. So, hey. Well, okay. well Okay, it. go ahead, Michelle. All right. Okay. LOL GOP rebutted um Ryan's tweet saying Charles a Koch brother in Wichita said he was pleasantly surprised that his pay went up over $27 million a week. He said that will more than cover the cost of buying several more Paul Ryans. <laughs> there we go. So, um, uh, here's a couple. Uh, Yashar <clears throat> Ali, a uh, great journalist, says, I don't know that this is something to tout. A check for $1,000 is a big deal for many people. I understand why elected officials promote that. But $1.50 a week shouldn't be put up as an example. <laughs> yes. You know, M Matthew Iglesias puts out uh, $1.50 a week for 52 weeks equals $78 per year. Times 125 million workers, that equals $9.7 a year. Yet the tax cuts cost $1.5 million over 10 years. I mean trillion. <laughs> the money go. Trillion. Well, uh, 1.5 trillion. Yeah, with yeah. uh, with a, a T over 10 years. My apologies for that. Uh where'd the money go? 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, there were there were a bunch of nice little rebuttals. Yeah, yeah, a dollar fifty a week tax cut. Twitter is way more fun than memo Twitter. <laughs> here's a here's a cookie cookie for all of you, and we're wait, stealing wait, wait, the cookie wait. factory. Wait, yeah. wait, I was making yo memo jokes last night. What's wrong with those yo memo jokes? Those <laughs> those were great jokes. Well, take it up with Haley Bird uh, at Birdinator. Uh, <laughs> hey, I like I like P.S. Mueller's memo joke from 2007. He was prescient. <laughs> I mean, I came up I came up with a couple. I came up with a couple good <laughs> prescient. I'm sorry. This one from Drew Margery on Twitter. A dollar fifty. A dollar fucking fifty. Plant this man in a fucking volcano. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just won the internet. Take any prize. Oh, that's good. (laughs) But no, seriously, I I, I don't understand. (laughs) Oh, my God. They're getting better. They're getting better. Southpaw at at NYC Southpaw. A street urchin in the the Waukesha Casbah said he was pleasantly surprised when three more beans than average spilled from a passing cart. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry, Here, Adam. Go, go. I have one that's actually a little less uh, uh, funny. Okay. Because, uh, Robert Reich, a buck fifty, raising the federal minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour would increase wages by ninety-eight a week for twenty-two point five million American workers. But then again, the Cokes won't, wouldn't get their tax cuts. There we go. Wow, wow, nice, nice. Yep. And, uh, wow. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, oh, my God, the street urchin in the Keisha Kazbub. <laughs> so what, what's, what's the hashtag for the for the 150 thing? Or um, I, I don't, I'm not seeing a hashtag on any of these tweets. No. Yeah, I'm just looking at the people I normally follow. Okay. Well, anyway, I did a couple Yo Memo jokes that if we're doing comedy. So I had uh, Yo Memo so dumb it could run for governor in Texas. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or judge. Yeah. And uh, Yo, Memo, Yo Memo is so crazy it's going to run for the Republican nomination in 2020. Very good. Nice, nice. Yeah, and uh, my my favorite one from uh, uh, that I made was... Um, uh, the uh, oh oh Rick Wilson was on fire, but I said the uh, the hashtag Nunez Burger was like a fart in a jar. Once released, it makes a brief stink, but has no lasting effect. Also, throw away that jar; it had a fart in it. Oh, I got one for you then, <laughs> George Takei. Oh, bye. I heard Devin oh, Nunez. Yes, Hold I on, heard wait. Devin. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. <laughs> Welcome. I heard Devin Nunes released a memo his staff wrote about the FBI. So in response, I'm going to release a fart in my bedroom. They're both made of hot air, stink to high heaven, and thankfully will be forgotten in moments. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> I just I don't I, I, understand. One, one more. One more on the dollar fifteen hours. Simon Malloy uh, at Simon Malloy. Uh, just wait until that secretary finds out how much more Paul Ryan makes per week. 
Yeah, mm. I, I heard Michelle laughing over your microphone, Miles. Oh, okay. Wait, Michelle. Far away, she, Michelle. M- Michelle doesn't like to laugh over her microphone because that implies she's having fun. So hold on, let me close the door. <laughs> you guys make it sound like I'm torturing you. Like I've got like I've got electrodes hooked up to your genitals or something. Torture, torture. It pleasures and me. And I'm back. <laughs> no, no. A lot of time I'm either coughing or having to blow my nose, so I have to mute the mic. Yeah. You I know, mute, but I mute. You know what? We should just stop trying to convince these people that they're wrong. Let them continue on their course. Let them get voted out of Congress. Because I'm telling you this, the backlash for the Trump presidency is going to be so big, the Republicans might regret winning in 2016. Yeah. Remember remember, I was saying that 2016, they're screwed either way, Kenny. Because if they, if they lose, they're going to be at best a regional party. If they win, they're going to be expected to govern, which they can't do. Yeah. And also... Torture, torture, it pleasures me. Sorry. <laughs> I you, am Christmas. so looking forward to 2020. Oh. We could run We could run ahead of lettuce. And it'll be Trump. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more about the redistricting after the census. That too. I got it. Head of lettuce baseball mitt, 2020. <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's talk about the Nunez burger real quick because uh, we again not a lot of audio about that. But uh, so basically, shocker, there were people in the FBI who thought Trump was an incompetent asshole. What? No! You know what? That deserves a drama sting. <laughs> um. I mean, and of course, the conservatives are clinging to this with all the tenacity of Liza Minnelli sucking a spilled rum and coke out of a out of a couch mat cushion. I mean, they it tells it tells them what they want to hear. So they believe they believe it so much. It's like, you know what? Why don't you turn that belief to to unicorns or fairies? Clap your hands. Save Tinkerbell. (laughs) You know, there's also there 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 after uh, the reviews of the Nunez burger came out, they also it w- was given another name. Two word review just said shit sandwich. Yeah, I mean this uh. this 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 you know, and of course I was like, well, it's either a nothing burger or it's you know, or it's you know, you can't have it both ways. It's like okay, why does it have to be one or the other? It's a nothing burger in that it doesn't live up to what the Republicans said it was. And it's also important news because it shows us what we've known for a while, which is that Devin Nunez is a mentally unstable psychopath who needs to be voted out. There we go. It's both. You know, it's Schrodinger's douchebag. Am I mistaken, or did Nunez also one of the Republicans that's not running... I think he's still running. Okay. I think he's still uh, running. Living on Long Island says about uh, Paul Ryan, uh, Ayn Rand is a hell of a drug. <laughs> I know, right? Drug. And uh, also, uh, who are all these people that thought uh, thought that Ryan was such a genius? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mitt Romney. That's one. Yeah. Saw how well that worked out for him. 
I'll, this has nothing to do with the conversation, but I will echo you, Kenny. I thought it was really great when we found out that the Dow had dropped 666 points. Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that uh, that's, um, says a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Joy Reid says it's even scarier when Stephen King tweets it. And Stephen King tweeted, how much did the Dow drop today? 666 points. Let me say that again. Six, six, six. Coincidence? I think not. Number of the beast. <laughs> As opposed yeah, to six, that, six, seven. Neighbor yeah. of the beast. And Correct. that is the sixth highest drop in uh, Dow history after uh, four uh, in the 2008 collapse under W and uh, the day after 9-11. Oh, wow. And, That's creepy. Wow. And not just, uh, uh, yeah, Kat says, I thought the 666 point drop was appropriate. And not just that, but do you guys remember um, the uh, Trump just touting? I think he might have done it in the Shard of the Union. Um, uh, he said uh, African-American employment was at an all-time low. And a new jobs report just came out, and it said there was a huge spike in African-American unemployment. Special, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I'm. It, and it's like He's such they a don't liar. do numbers very well. Hugest no. best best ratings ever in the history of numbers. Sorry, I derailed that, Adam. But that was a very no. important issue. <laughs> no, no, no. It is. It is. If I were mad, it you would know it. Yeah. If if I were mad, you would know. You'd disconnect uh, me, and then I'd have to cry to my husband, and then John would yell at you, and it, it would be a whole bad thing. No, no, no. <laughs> Please this don't. will not pass. Come to pass. That um, you will not pass. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, but, yeah, please Paul don't get Ryan, John to yell at me. Not very smart. <sighs> Although I did bring up the Shard of the Union, if you'd like to... Uh, 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 yeah, let me get that. Let me get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yes. As opposed, as opposed to listening oh, to or watching the State of the Union uh, the other day, I decided to uh, make my interpretation of what I thought the shard of the Union would be, um, and I think it was more accurate, uh, timely, quantifiable, oratund, what have you. You know, it is timely, quantifiable, and oratund. And you know what I that share, means? shared. Yeah. Oh. Oh, no, I still don't. And I shared it with Adam, and hopefully uh, uh, Tim Carmel will play it on his show tomorrow, too. <laughs> Here we go. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to eat dinner later. <sighs> Mr. Speaker, Mr. Vice President, members of Congress, the uh, the Big Macs are great. The quarter pounder with cheese. I mean, I think the food's good, and I eat it very carefully. You know, I do as good as, as, as well as I can, but... Um, I think all of those places broke a King McDonald's. I can, I can live with them. I had the other night, I had Kentucky Fried Chicken. Not the worst thing in the world. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless the United States. <laughs> I feel so dirty. Oh, yeah, you should. The I shard of the Union, everyone. Healthy diet of splooge and squash. 
Sorry. All right. <laughs> there you go. The shard of the union, everybody. KFC is <sighs> not the worst thing you can eat. No, it's just about the worst thing you can eat. I'm going to say it right now. Look, it's one of my guilty I... pleasures that you just ruined. I'm just saying it's one of the worst things you can eat. It's not the worst thing. you. Okay, I guess worse than eating KFC might, might be deep fried dog shit. You know, maybe that would be worse. But, you know, it'd probably be lower in calories. <laughs> I mean, KFC is not a healthy option. You know, a bean burrito from Taco Bell. That might be a slightly healthier option. But KFC, what is he getting from KFC? You know he's not getting, you know, j- oh, uh, I'll just have some corn and a biscuit. No, he's not doing that. He's got his face buried in the goddamn bucket, and he's licking the crumbs out of out of it. Probably, <laughs> just, probably eats the bones. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, KFC is one of my guilty pleasures, and you just ruined it. So thanks I'm for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I it's not great. You'll get over it. Come on. Eat Popeyes. Popeyes is way better than fucking. KFC. Yeah, but I have pot. You know, I've got Popeyes in the food court. It's always there. Then go there. Go go to Popeyes. Yeah, I. Mm. Spicy. Uh, no, 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 no! I can't handle spicy. It's yeah, from KFC and chicken from from Popeyes. Mix it up. Popeyes also has excellent fries and mashed potatoes. I do agree with the with the fries. Mashed potatoes, not so much. Uh, Trojan Rabbit says the quarter pounder with shits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, I'll shut my filthy mouth. I'm now not that I've ma- ruined your guilty pleasure. I was joking, although it is a guilty pleasure. I know. I'm. I am too. We're both joking. <laughs> we can both do the same thing. All right. All right. All right. You win. All right. We'll be right. <laughs> we'll be right. Oh, Susan wants to say something. Susan wants to say something. He will okay. I need it. Meal rock pot today, so don't let him sit there and talk to you about fast food. Wait, wait, what? What? Okay. What? And what? She agree with you. She. Uh, I, I'm talking about Donald Trump's eating habits, not mine. <laughs> no, but what did you just make? Got thrown under the bus. What? Wait, wait stop! I right there, what? everyone, stop. What did you make? Shutting up. What did you make? I missed that. Susan made a a crockpot recipe with chicken and uh, celery and peppers and onion and uh, a a kind of a creamy sauce, and we had spaghetti. It was was good, but the peppers are repeating on me. Uh, Uh (laughs) 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 Uh-oh. Rare burp on live radio from Kenny Pick. Normally, I mute myself when I do that. You would be amazed how much. I... All right, I'm sorry. I'm. 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 I've got tears in my eyes from laughing. <laughs> we'll be. We'll be right back oh. after this to commence the start of nerd talk. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I think he's like the thing. He only imitates human behavior. He's not actually human himself. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
Okay, and I'm rolling for damage. Welcome to the labyrinth of the world. It's a land of free letters. A, D, and D. Filling out your character sheet. You're keeping track of HPs and XPs. Hello, this is Adam Hebert from Mike Check Radio. Adam, it's me, Kenny Pick, from Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Republicans, they've taken over Cleveland. That sounds horrible, Kenny. Are you okay? They're everywhere, Adam. They're everywhere. What can I do to help? Adam, you're going to be in charge of Indie Media Weekly. But before you take control, there's one important thing I need to tell Kenny, are you there? Well, this is it. I guess I'm in charge. Hope everyone likes Manos the Hands of Fate. This is Adam Hebert of Mike Check Radio Midnight Sun. Thank you for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio. All the power without the tower. And no, we're not really going to make you listen to Manos the Hands of Fate. I promise. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower.
Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, or in prime time on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio at IndieMediaWeekly.com. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. This company's going to shoot straight to the top and stay there, like Cindy Lauper. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. All right, and we are back. Joining me, as always, out of the great city of Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick, sitting in for John for all three hours tonight. That's right, and I'm shooting straight to the top, just like the smash band from the late 80s and early 90s, Tangier, and I'm going to stay on top forever. You guys know them, right? They're they're all over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever you say, boss. See, see, it's the Cindy Lauper one, you know. I mean, she, you know, she still is kind of relevant. Tangier, nah, that is true. She has although her place. Tangier is on the rotation of uh, Indie Media Weekly in uh, Gods and Monsters. Gods and Monsters. <coughs> God damn it! All right, uh, <laughs> let me see here. Oh, nice. Uh, thanks for blowing the dust off that RNC promo. I forgot about that. That was pretty funny. That can't be right. What? Oh, there we go. Uh, I'm just looking for something uh, that I thought would be fun for us. Anyway, while I find it, uh, Miles Michelle out of Port St. Lucie, Florida. It's Miles and Michelle from Port St. Lucie. One likes Star Wars, the other one likes Dungeons and Dragons. Miles and Michelle, Michelle and Miles. I'm never sure whose name I should say first. I say first. Yes, thank you. That was wonderful. I am the best. That was awesome. Highest rated jingle ever. Yes, and Michelle, you're still muted. Oh, that sucks. But I do get wings and blasters, right? I'm sorry? Yeah. I get wings and blasters. Yeah, sure. Yes? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ant-Man, Wasp. You wanted yeah. us to watch it. Yeah, that, so yeah, I yeah. It's it. a, yes, well, well, we'll go over that next segment. I want to go over this first. Okay. 
um, because um, Rob Paulson has his uh, show uh, Talking Tunes on Project Alpha, which if you enjoy watching like nerdy stuff, it's 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 five bucks a month. Toss him a few, toss him a few bucks. It's worth it. You get video on demand of Critical Role and all their other stuff, and access to talk to. So, um, he uh, and more and and more. It slices yeah, and dices. Like it fig- makes you. Yeah, there's fig painting and terrain painting stuff on there. It's great. Fig painting with Will Friedel. Yes. Voice of Terry McGinnis slash Batman Beyond, among of course all sorts of. I mean, he's he's a great voice actor, but. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Throw the one people will know first. Yeah, Rob Paulson, voice of Yakko Warner, uh, mm-hmm. Leonardo. I mean, he's been all he. You know, he, he can't single him. Uh, Bunga, dude. That's that. That's Michelangelo. Yes. I. I I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, oh, he's also Pinky Narf. Uh, anyway, uh, he had Kevin Conroy, voice of Batman, on his show, and oh, they did. Cool. They did the Knights Who Say Knee from from uh, <laughs> Mighty Python. And, uh, yes, so I figured Uh-oh. we could have we could have we could listen to this and have us some fun. Oh, great! This is um, sure the Knights Who Say Knee. This is the Python. Oh lord! Oh great! Okay, so that's a little a slip out of uh, Holy Grail. Okay, so okay. you'll be the head knight as Batman. <laughs> okay, Knee. Who are you? We are the Knights Who Say. Knee. No, not the knights who say knee. The same. Who are they? We are the keepers of the sacred words. Knee, ping, and nuam. Those who hear them seldom live to tell the tales. The knights who say knee demand a sacrifice. Knights of knee, we are but simple travelers who seek the enchanter who lives beyond these woods. Knee, knee, knee. Knee. Ow! Ow! <laughs> we shall say knee again. Oh. Till you. To you. It's a cold read, folks. We shall say knee to you again if you do not appease us. Well, what is it you want? We want a shrubbery. <laughs> a what? Knee! Knee! <laughs> Ow! Please, please, no more! We will find a shrubbery. You must return here with a shrubbery, or else you will never pass through this shrubbery. woods alive. Oh, Knights of Knee, you are fair and just, and we will return with a shrubbery. One that looks nice. <laughs> of course. And not too expensive. Yes. Now go! <laughs> How about that? <laughs> now, Kenny, here, tell me. Here. I'm sorry. That was great. That was great. Now, doesn't that sound sound worth five bucks? And I want to point out Project Alpha, it, yeah. you know, where we're not getting money for this. I'm promoting this because I love it. Does that not sound worth five bucks a month to you? I, I You know, it sounds like a real bargoon, as one Adam Hebert might say. Yes. Yeah. So... Yeah, I I just uh, saw this here, like here you go. I I dug this out for you. What is it to want? We want a shrubbery. A what? Please no more. We will find you a shrubbery. You must return here with a shrubbery. 
or else you will never pass through this wood. I have. You know, I, I have. I have to say, Batman's voice. No comedic timing there. I think that was no. kind of the I, point. I, yeah. I, yeah. No. I, 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 it's, it, 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 it's so great because it's so ingrained. Yes. Hearing Kevin Conroy do something like that. Nee. Nee, nee. It's so absurd. Nee, nee. <laughs> I think like, that, that was the point. But you know what's amazing know. is, you know, it's I been over. Night who says, the Dark Knight who says <laughs> nee. The Dark Knight who says nee. <laughs> but it's been, it, I mean, Batman the Animated Series came out almost, I mean, it's, it's been, you know, like 25 years. And he could still do the voice, like like it, it was twenty five. It's it's all it's going on almost thirty, 30. isn't it? Didn't it? Yeah. yeah I it mean, premiered... didn't it come out like eighty nine? No, 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 no. It came out ninety one. Ninety one. Ninety one. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I grew up with the Justice League cartoons in the seventies. So you mean the Super Friends? <laughs> yeah, Super Friends. Oh, 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 yeah, Justice. Super Friends. The, the Super Friends. Oh, God. I'm so sorry for your well, loss. I grew yeah. up with that. I grew up with yep. that as well. I love that stuff, you know. But you develop... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <sighs> yeah, I, I saw that. I was like, oh, this will be fun to listen to. And like I said, it's worth that, that alone was worth this month's five bucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that, that and Critical, of course, Critical Role. <laughs> Which I, I got, have still not been able to start to watch again. You need, oh, he is not stealing your ideas. No, <laughs> but we've got like a brain meld. It sucks. <laughs> the big superhero rodeo benefit show. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I have uh, I have super friends drops now. Jenna <laughs> and Jace just keep them Phoenix. out of my head. Here, here, look, no, listen, listen to this one. This is a great one. Jupiter's that space elephant is after his peanuts. And oh, me along with And me along with them. <laughs> oh, Zan and Jaina. Zan and Jane, I hate those. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. And Gleek. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> is it Gleek is it Gleek the blob from the Herculoids? No, Gloop and Gleep. Gleek was the monkey. So Okay, uh, you're okay. Letter. So. <laughs> come, 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 uh, 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 a common mistake to make. No problem. Yeah, similar this sound. Is I, I got to work it, this into a bumper at some point. Step right up, ladies and gentlemen. See the strangest show in the galaxy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was really happy about the circus episode when I started going through the DVD. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, uh, um... One last one. Great super villainy. Those fools will fall right into our trap. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of, since yeah. I, I did mention Critical Role, I might as well play this. This was a, a pretty funny clip. We'll do Ant-Man and the Wasp. I figured Ant-Man and the Wasp was an extended discussion. But, okay. uh, the, you know, and, you know, but uh, you really need to listen. To, you, you really need to catch up with Critical Role. It's, it's, they just... They just finished the first one. Anyway, this is a pretty funny clip from this week. Where, um, so Laura Bailey's new character is a tiefling cleric who follows the, the, the traveler. Mm, oh, she's so she, amazing. She is hysterical. Yeah. 
<laughs> like she'll I love. I, yeah. What's a tiefling? Uh, it's basically a half demon, half human, or a half normal humanoid creature. Uh, a yes. human, so you could a be... human uh, with demon in their her- heritage. Yeah, yes. so may- maybe the maybe the mom made it out with an incubus, or the <laughs> you know the the father made it up with a succubus, and they have a half human hybrid. So, human yeah. animal hybrids. Yeah. All right, but anyway, the, here, here's what here's what you missed, Michelle. I'm going to write a letter to my mother um, that says, Dear Mom, all of the money is gone. (laughs) I don't know what happened, but I am very broke and I need more. Please help me. I'm going to Zadash. That's where you can send it. Just send it to the inn that is like the biggest one and I'll find it there. Just address it to me. Your loving daughter, Jester. Please, thank you. I need help. Thank you. (laughs) That was like a flashback back to my college days. Yeah, but that that character is amazing. If you if you watch the first half of Critical Role of this season, which I did, um, she she is she is quite quite fun. (laughs) She rearranged all the uh, all the price tags. In a general yeah, store. And no. was the library as well. Yes, oh, yes. It was horrible. That poor guy's shop. He was a bookseller, and she re- rearranged everything so they were no longer in alphabetical order or anything. It was, it <laughs> well, was horrible. Well, it came out that she uh, switched price tags on uh, the healing kit Beauregard the monk bought. So Beauregard ended up ended up buying like, you know, something that was anyway. Yeah, that's that's the sort of stuff you 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 get if you if you watch Critical Role. All I gotta say is this tiefling thing. You know, to me, you know what it sounds like. It's full fledged witchcraft and <laughs> demonic glorification. Huh? Demonic yeah. glorification. You heard you, damn it. <laughs> you want to be? Tief- and if we believed in demon, demons and devils, you know that might, there might be some truth in that. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn Beck, for chiming in, though. Oh wow! <laughs> but, uh, so yeah. Hey, okay. So oh, uh, uh, also a little bit of trivia for Michelle, in case you didn't notice this. Uh, Feel free to hang around for a while. Yes. That is from the Super Friends, and that is yes. an Adam's jingle. So Casey yes. Kasem yep. as Robin. Yep, yep, yep. The yep. dearly departed Casey Kasem. Yes. Yeah. Didn't he also do uh, Shaggy? Shaggy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I always, always loved it when he did like you know uh, voices of like rando characters on uh, on the Super Friends because it's like it just sounded like him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like here's a police chief that is Casey Kasem. You know, <laughs> here's a fireman who's Casey Kasem. So, but anyway. Yeah, I, I have to say, Wow, Wow is um, did that with one of their voice actors. They in World of Warcraft, they uh, there was a lore walker in Pandera. It was a pan uh, like a panda bear, you know, like a humanoid panda bear, and he yeah. had the same voice as the guy that was playing Havaldi uh, in um, uh, the the new Legion expansion, who was like the avatar. I mean, well, like a personification of. Uh, the god Odin. 
So, yeah. you know, and we, everybody that heard the voice, like, wait a minute, he sounds like the Pandarian. What the hell? And it's the same. Oh, oh, Cat <laughs> also uh, says that Casey Kasem did the voice of Mark in Battle of the Planets. The uh, what's the Japanese name for Battle of the Planets, Adam? Oh yes. Oh oh um, uh, oh. I forget because it's um. It's um. I, I want to ask you guys something too. Sure, sure. Do you remember in eighty? Gotcha man. It was. It was gotcha like man. a. Yeah. Like it was like a late seventies, but it was being rebroadcast in the eighties on TBS. It okay. was a Japanese import. Basically, it had characters named Boldar, Silvar, and some kid. And it was about, you know, these people, they, 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 these giant space robots that were protecting the Earth from space monsters. What, one more time. Do you remember? Boldar Sil- and Silvar. Boldar and Silvar. Hmm. Oh, man. And it, it was like in that block that had like the Three Stooges and the, uh, um, you know, like the little rascals and stuff. But it was in the afternoons when you'd come home from school. Mm, man, was, I, that was that was not on when I was growing up. Um, I think I found it. It was like it? the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. Was it live action? Yes. The Space Giants, nineteen sixty-six. Yeah, but they re they rebroadcasted it in like the late seventies, early eighties on TBS. Courtney, this still only that made two awesome. episodes. only made two episodes. Oh, oh, I have seen it, but not <laughs> not not the way you have. Uh, you know, I've seen it somewhere, but it was in more recent history. Yeah, this this was back when I was a kid watching it on cable. So Ambassador Magma. It also goes by the name of Ambassador Magma. I don't remember, but I I remember that it was like the male robot was Goldar, the female robot was Silvar, and then there was like a little kid. I don't remember if he, if he was human or if he was a robot as well. But they were protecting the Earth from all these monsters. It was oh, really really goofy. It was an adaptation of uh, of a uh, Osamu Tezuka. Manga. Ambassador Magma, that could be uh, Paul Ryan's name when he's planted in a volcano. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, and, an- and another thing, Adam, how bad did you feel about Akira, uh, what's his face, being actually an American person? Hello? The guy that did the manga, um, he's actually now the uh, the EFO oh, or C- from, of uh, Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Yes. That was horrible when I found out about that. Yeah, I saw that too. That was fucked up. Akira Santo? Is that his name that he went by? I know it was Akira something. Doesn't sound familiar to me. And that... um, oh. uh, yeah, it, hold on. Uh, I, I'll find it. Um... But the, it, it, it. He basically appropriated the, the Japanese uh, culture to uh, promote his brand. Rock. Rob Steffens? Yeah, and he pretended to be a Japanese uh, manga artist by the name of Akira something. I don't remember what the last name was. It's horrible. Uh, Akira Yoshida. Yeah, Akira Yoshida. New editor-in-chief admits he wrote under the name Akira Yoshida. So, 
Yeah. Uh, 13 years ago, it says. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, here's a, a quick story from uh, uh, Bleeding Cool. Uh, this is actually is from November 28th. Uh, Akira Yoshida uh, by Rich Johnson, New Marvel Comics, EIC, uh, CB uh, Sabolsky. CB Sabolsky. Oh, okay. Different name. Um, admits he wrote as Akira Yoshida 13 years ago. I'm sorry, I said a different name earlier, but uh, C.B. Sabolsky is his name. And, uh, yeah, he worked for Dreamwave, Dark Horse, Marvel Comics 13 years ago. And he he was a Japanese writer uh, who, in interviews, told us that he worked for manga publishers, went on to U.S. conventions, befriended the likes of Pat Lee, and started working in American comics as a result. He would eventually write a series of high-profile Marvel miniseries, uh, 12 issues of Thor, Son of Asgard, 6 issues of X-Men, Age of Apocalypse, 5 of Elektra, The Hand, uh, the Hand, and 5 of Wolverine, Soul Taker, 5 of X-Men, Kitty Pride, Shadow and Flame, 5 of X-Men, Fantastic Four, and a bunch of one-shots before suddenly stopping. This was surprising. Marvel executives I talked to uh, at the time told me Yoshida was a rarity. He was someone from a non-English speaking country who could write well for an American audience. Something Marvel had struggled with in the past when seeking authentic voices. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then um, it was in the beginning uh, of 2006 I first asked then Marvel associate uh, editor C.B. Sabolsky if he wrote using the pseudonym uh, Akira Yoshida. He had heard the rumor and denied it, telling me that Akira Yoshida was an actual person and that had numerous office visits and convention appearances, uh, uh, debunked it. Uh, He promised pictures, uh, but none were forthcoming. But there was this story from 2015 uh, from Brian Cronin asking the very same question. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Uh, But anyway. anyway, Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's cultural appropriation, but in the opposite way. You're pretending to be a minority just because it's going to give you a a uh, um, step up, maybe. Yeah, step up. So you know, I, I don't understand it. You know, it, it it to me it's cheating. Be who you are. You know, don't don't pretend to be you're you're an ethnic minority just because you know supposedly that group knows how to do something better. It, it's not it's not right. No. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. It's just creepy. That's like, yeah, so. it's strange. That story just struck out of me as a really good nerd talk thing. I'm sorry I didn't link it. I should have. No, it that's really okay. really annoyed me when I saw it. Yep. That's all right. I just don't know how, you know, he got elevated to, you know, editor-in-chief. You know, I, I mean, I I haven't been following... um uh, Marvel in some time, but that's you know. Yeah, yeah. Cat says it's right. He he he. Uh, 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 all it. Exactly. Oh, uh, Rachel Dolezal. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's bonkers. Yeah. So yeah, um, but there you go. There's a story. That that yeah. that is a good nerd, nerd talk story. Yeah. I, I, and thank you for bringing that up. I completely forgot about it. But yeah, that was uh, um. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm, re- I'm reading a tweet a tweet from somebody. It says, "Hey, comics journal friends, 
we should definitely be asking Marvel and new editor-in-chief C.B. Sabalski on why he chose to use the pen name Akira Yoshida in the early 2000s to write a bunch of, quote, japanese books for them. Well, I, you know, I, look, I can look. I mean, there's some, there's some, you know, I understand why some people are upset. But at the same time, would we be having this discussion if he wrote an, wrote under the pen name of Joe Schmo? Well, why did he lie about it and say there were pictures of convention appearances and office visits and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, why did he hide his Pe- identity so long? He was I, not. He, that 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 because at that point, very well he, known for being eccentric and not letting people take pictures of him. That's because he had something to hide, and now we well, know what yes, it is. Yes, I get that, but you know, at that point, he was kind of in a bit too deep. You know, I, I, no, I'm, he never should have no. allowed himself to get in that deep. Yeah, well, yeah, you but know. I mean, I'm just saying that. Look, I've it, I've it, got artists, all sorts of artists who draw in that style. I, I, you know, I've got friends who draw in that style. Yeah, you but know. they use their real name, He's don't they? Re- some people do, some people don't. I mean, there's a DJ we listen to that uses a Japanese pseudonym, but she's a, you know, a white millennial. Um, but here, here's the thing, is that statements issued from Marvel saying, oh, yeah, he's a rare voice, you know, uh, for for our market. That's horseshit. Yep. You know, I mean, they went that far to weave that kind of elaborate backstory. No, that that's disturbing to me. You I know, can under- somebody, yeah, I can understand. What- under a different name, fine, yep. but you know, um, it's just like you know, um, uh, 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 think of an honest broker, uh, J.K. Rowling. Why did she choose J.K. Rowling? She says it all the time because I wanted to sell books, and I thought more people would do it if they didn't know that expressly I was a woman. You know, because now, male authors yeah. have a tendency to sell sell better in the market. Go ahead. Now, back in the AOL days, or the PC Link days, um, you could create profiles. And I created a profile for a role-playing character. This wasn't yeah. a real person. I wasn't expecting to make money off of it. I created a character. Her name was Dr. Alice Spencer. She was a archaeologist that worked with the... Uh, I think Vancouver Museum of Natural History, she was a vampire character. But I did not put the vampire in the profile because it was a role-playing character. Yeah. I actually had a headhunter from the BBC, or no, it was PBS, who contacted me via email asking me if I was going to be interested in being a panel on a PBS special. <laughs> about vampires? No, about archaeology. Oh, <laughs> I, I I specialize in Celtic and Egyptian mythos. Yeah, this, this person wow. thought Michelle's character was the real deal. Yes, and I had to write them back. I said, "Look, this is just a role playing character. It doesn't. It's not meant to be real." They never answered me back. <laughs> wow. <Wah-wah. laughs> All right. Well, oh. it's after it's after nine, but yeah. you know. All right. Uh, Any so other we'll, thoughts on this, Adam? I, you know, I just, I, listen. I understand why people are upset, but I also think that they're kind of blowing it a bit out of proportion. You know, like I said, we wouldn't be having this discussion if he had used the the pseudonym Bob Johnson. No, we wouldn't. 
But Kat points out, she said, Joe Schmo doesn't carry a particular ethnic connotation that would make him seem more expert in the field. That is true. Yeah. Well, I have yeah, that's so. a more of a problem with, for example, um, there were some movies came out where they were like Korean characters and they whitewash them with Caucasian actors or actresses. Oh, like Ghost in the Shell? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, well I mean, there's also Avatar The Last Airbender where they put out a casting call that specifically said white children who could use martial arts. Yeah. Oh. I think we covered that, didn't we? No, this was just... Shamalim and Ding Dong. You know, I mean, that was just a stupid so... move to make. <laughs> anyway, we should go to break. Okay. Yes. Yes, we should. As soon as I find... But, uh, like I said, I just... I, I get... I'm not saying he was right to do it. I'm saying I just think that this might be overblown a wee bit. But that's just me. Yeah. But you better have a shrubbery for me when we come back and break. You'll oh, I shall damn, say me! You'll get your damn shrubbery and the first trailer me. to Ant-Man and the Wasp. So you get a nice double <clears throat> whammy. You get a nice double whammy. Me. All right, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. You didn't tell me he'd gone this crazy. He's really stepped it up a notch. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. The show. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Anyway, uh, uh, no, wait. <laughs> Welcome back to the final hour of Mike Check Radio. Join me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Michelle Legon. That is me, the uh, the insider of going off uh, script. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Mr. Miles Legon. Yes, indeed. Hello. 
And finally, out of Clevesburg, Ohio, sending in for John Kendall while he visits with his mother, Mr. Kenny Pick. Speaking of going off script, <laughs> uh, I, I, I forgot to tell you guys this. Susan and I witnessed the craziest thing today. Well, not the craziest. Um, the craziest thing today you know, is this like... Peter is this Peter guy on your feed. Wow, that uh, guy is ten tons of stupid in a Peter, one pound. He's a Peter, and he is a lame man. Um, so, <laughs> but no, dig this. Uh, Susan and I going to the grocery store today on Puritus, which is the ne- the the most major uh, east west running road next to our house, and we're going to the grocery store, and we get to this one intersection. And tons of cars and, you know, big, busy, you know, like, you know, everybody's out driving. And we're directly behind a mail truck. And the ma- and we're stuck in, you know, the, the you know, not the, the turning lane, you know, the left turn lane for, you know, on a four lane stretch of road. And this mail truck obviously needs to deliver mail down this side street and has his left turn signal. And I'm like, oh, we're going to be here for a while. Um, but then the mail truck turns because the, the, the lane right next to us of the uh, traffic going in the opposite direction, they've left a gap for the mail truck. So the mail truck starts to turn and I see this black truck in the non-turn or the, the, the in the other, the second lane of, of opposing traffic. I see this black truck and I'm like, he's not really going to take that turn. He's just going to, you know, cut in in front of the first vehicle and wait for that guy. And the mail truck just keeps going in this black truck fucking plowed into the side of the mail truck. The mail truck like fucking flew off the ground. I thought it was going to tip over and like, you know, ended up on the curb in the front of the black truck, just shattered. Like, I don't know, some of those figures that I sent, uh, my, <laughs> Um, you know, debris everywhere. The black truck comes to, uh, you know, arrest on the curb. But holy shit, it was crazy. And uh, there was so much traffic there. And because it was a government vehicle, we didn't call 911. It was in the middle of the day. We didn't stop. I'm, I'm sorry we didn't. I, I feel like we maybe should have. But at that point, there was so much traffic there. I felt like we needed to get out of the way for emergency vehicles, you know? Yeah, that's often the best uh-huh. thing to do. So so we kept going, but holy shit. I, I was like, you know, because it played out in slow motion for me when I'm, it, it, you know, looking back because I'm like, oh, he's just going to, he's just going to, you know, get in front of that vehicle that's making room for him. But no, he just kept going. I couldn't believe he didn't see that truck or he, she, I don't know, uh, you know, the, the, the mail truck driver. But I'll tell you what. That person that um, he, he drove in front of, they're gonna they're, the post office is gonna be paying them real quick for anything that happened. It didn't look like anybody was hurt. Um, you know, it wasn't like the truck was going you know fifty miles an hour or anything. It was maybe going twenty five. But holy shit, and that sound of the side of a box, a, a male box truck being hit. Whoa, and I'm wow. I'm surprised it didn't hit other vehicles, but it did. You know the, the the you know, but I I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe he took the full turn. It was insane. So, so that, the, uh, the po- yeah the 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 post office driver was in the wrong there. 
Oh, absolutely. Wow. Any, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure, you know, I mean, there's no way that they can say, uh, because it wasn't, it was at an intersection. It wasn't at a light. So they basically turned into oncoming traffic, turned left into oncoming traffic. Um, wow. And, uh, yeah, it, it was bonkers. I will not forget that. That's the closest I've ever been to uh, an accident like that, you know, um, of a T-bone. As yeah, because yeah, I know post office trucks, get, they get a right-of-way in a lot of instances, but if they were that negligent, I can't see... No, I mean, I yeah. could, I can't believe they didn't see that truck coming because I saw him, you know, I, I mean, because we were right behind him and my in uh, our view was obstructed by the mail truck and I saw the truck coming, you know, Wow. so, so it was crazy. But anyway, I'm sorry to, to derail, but I just had to tell you guys that it was, it was nuts. And of course, Susan and I were like, you know, dark, dark humor. Somebody's mail is going to be late. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I but I, I really hope everybody's okay. I'm sure they are. Uh, you know the the black truck. I'm sure the airbags deployed. Um, and fortunately, it wasn't like hitting, you know, head on a solid engine or anything like that. They basically hit the side of a big empty box for the most part. It totaled the front of the truck. Don't get me wrong, but I, I I think it was something where you know airbags deployed, everybody was okay. Maybe some whiplash or something, but um, you know, but yeah, it was crazy. Anyway, I'm sorry, Adam. Go ahead. Oh no, it's fine. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully everyone's okay. They probably are. Anywho, uh, so do we have anything we want to talk about before we go to the Ant Man and the Wasp trailer? Uh, there is one thing I wouldn't mind bringing up. I sent it to uh the chat uh, a little bit earlier. Did you happen to see there's a report <laughs> that, uh, from CBR.com yes. by Nicole uh, Soban? Report, Sony's television and film assets may go up for sale. And for anybody who doesn't know, Sony uh, uh, owns the film and television rights to Spider-Man. Um, do, they, do they own anything else right now? They used to own Punisher and Daredevil, right? But those are reverted, obviously. I think those are reverted. Um, and Ghost Rider, did they have Ghost Rider too? Well, that reverted too because he's been on Ghost Rider has been on Agents of Shield. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it looks like Disney might be able to scoop up Sony's rights to Spider Man as they have with Fox and the X Men. Yep. So, you know, if only there'd been uh, someone on this program who said he thought the rights with the Spider-Man would revert after the smash success of Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> I don't remember anybody saying that, really. That that would have made him prescient, wouldn't it? Prescient! <laughs> I was I going mean, there, Michelle. I mean, I, I will say, I would have never expected the rights to revert to this. I just figured Sony would say, you know what? You made a better movie than we did. We're we're gonna sell you the rights back. I well, never, it, it you know. looks like it has a lot to do with their the uh, a stock increase and then the Dow drop to six hundred sixty six <laughs> points. <Yes. laughs> I love that number. That's just oh yeah, it is. Oh. It is. 
So, uh, so yeah, you know, um, uh, it looks like uh, we might have a completely intact. Uh, po- there's a possibility of a completely intact Marvel Cinematic Universe where any character can appear at any time. And I'll tell you what, the, it, we're going to be talking about Phase 15 of the MCU <laughs> uh, if this <laughs> happens, you know? Yeah. But well, yeah, like, no so I, I love the current Spider-Man. Oh, I, I think uh, I think he's amazing. Oh, Tom well, Holland is and, amazing. You're, you know, I, I feel bad what, for. You know what? Who else was prescient? Prescient. Me, because yes. I said Tom Holland would be the perfect pick for Spider-Man because of his dancing background. Yeah, I was in favor of yeah. Asa Butterfield. Yeah, I, I, I wanted Tom Holland all the way, and, and I got him. I got him. All right, I, I, I was wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, the Peter Lame Man has responded to another post. Oh, God, no. Anyway. How much oh. longer are you gonna... Hey, Cat, how much longer are you going to play oh, with this mouse no, before you rip please. its head off? Stop. How much yeah. longer are you going to play with this mouse before you rip its cat... head off, Cat? <laughs> Who knows? Anyway. We can always sick Miles on him. <laughs> do, it, do it, do it, do it, do it. So, uh, uh before we, we'll do we'll do the the trailer in a second um and then we'll talk we'll dissect it in the next segment but I want real quickly um the premiere of Black Panther was this week and um oh, how's, What? How's it doing? Uh the the early like these are these are like just what people thought they're not official reviews because they're still in embargo, but um, from Jen Yamato, Black Panther is incredible, kinetic, pur- and purposeful. A superhero movie movie about why representation identity matters and how tragic it is when these things are identified to people. The first MCU movie about something real. Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger had me weeping, and he's the villain. Yes, there are so many gorgeous women in that film. Oh yes, I am yes. so drooling over it. I, I still want to see so bad. I want to see Lupita Nyong'o as Storm. I'm telling you, um, Black Panther looks, feels, and, and sounds unlike any Marvel film to date. A visual feast. Wakanda is amazingly realized. The antagonist actually has an arc with emotional motivations. Marvel's most political movie, so good. And I will say, it's about time they started develop. They, like I said. Loki is is probably about to go away. They need to start looking at villains that aren't Loki. And you want a complex villain. One that, you know, a good villain is one that, you know, you hate them, but you're like, he kind of has a point. Yeah. You know, like Kefka in Final Fantasy VI. Yes, he was a genocidal raving lunatic, but he wasn't, you know, he would, I mean, because he was used for the Magitek experimentation. Am I going too far back for you, Kenny? No, you're fine. He was no, he was it, he didn't ask to be insane. He was driven insane by the experiments that were performed on him. And yeah. if you want to stick it in the Marvel universe, if they had done Doctor Doom correctly, he could have been an amazing protagonist. I mean, an amazing antagonist. I know. I mean, that but it, I was so disappointed with what they did with him in both movies, they, in both universes. Basically, you know, 
Darth Vader. There's a lot of inspiration for Darth Vader from Doctor Doom. Yes. Uh, it's a it's a guy who think he's he, he's doing right for you know wants to protect his family, ultimately loses them, and will do anything to stand by his nation or well the Empire as it right. were with uh, Darth Vader, and you know a, a very awesome conflicted story a, a great archetypal villain who he believes he's a hero uh but the rest of the world knows he's not so you know all kind of almost like magneto you know correct it's a, it's a, it's a very similar background and they could have done that with doom but instead they tried to play him off the playboy at first and then becoming doom that's not him You know, at least not in in the arc they put them in. And Michelle, that can you reset sad. your microphone? You're reverberating. Yeah, I think your 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 gain okay. might be up too much. Okay, sorry. It's fine. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it looks like these early reviews of uh, Black Panther are very positive. Um, and, and let's re- remember that every time the you know the 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 movies have matched the the review the early reviews generally the, this past year. I mean the early reviews of Guardians of the Galaxy two were were very favorable. Thor Ragnarok early reviews very favorable. And what happened? They were great movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, absolutely. I'm just hoping they don't kill Killmonger off. If they need, like I said, they need a a good solid recurring villain for when Loki goes away. And and, and it was stupid to to not let that be Hela because that would have been the perfect segue to Thanos and Infinity War. But, ah, the road not taken. All right. Anything else about, uh, about that before we go on? No, no. I think we should just Rocket, you turkey. All right, here we go. The uh, the first trailer for Marvel Studios' Ant-Man and the Wasp. I just have one question. When Cap needed help, if I'd asked you, would you have come? I guess we'll never know. But if you had, you'd have never been caught. I do some dumb things, and the people I love the most, they pay the price. Thanks to you, we had to run. We're still running. Let's go. Someone watching your back. Like a partner. Hold on. You gave her wings and blasters. So I take it you didn't have that tech available for me. No, I did. <laughs> Ah! 
So there we go. Um, <laughs> I thought the blaster, Wings and Blasters exchange was probably the funniest part of the of the trailer. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, this. I'll tell you what. Um, this trailer to me was really exciting because they used the the shrinking and growth abilities. Uh, more of the shrinking stuff. Um, well, no, the growth stuff too. The Hello Kitty Pez dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but the 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 car chase and all that that was really incredible. That would have worked out for that mail truck today if it could have shrunk. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Hey, I, I'd like to take my building as a carry-on. I know. I love that. And I love people asking questions like, so, okay, was the handle built in when it was small? Or was it, you know, are there big columns that run from the top to the bottom? What about the plumbing? <laughs> so uh, I'm assuming uh, PIM uh, Tech probably, you know, installed little uh, uh cut off valves to the to the plumbing under the building you know so they could and who's going to clean up that mess isn't everything going to fall off everybody's desk when you take that little <laughs> Kenny remember remember what we learned watching the mystery science theater smile and nod suppose yeah yeah so uh but no the 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 trailer was uh was great and the the character it looks like a, we have a female villain by the name of ghost Yes. Uh, the costume design looks really cool. Uh, you saw a little bit. It looks like maybe uh, her powers are going to kind of be like the Vision's, you know, um, you know, ability to phase through objects, which would be a really good foil for, you know, Ant, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. And, and like I said, you know. How are you going to punch something uh, that you you know, as a tiny little ant person, if you can't touch it. Right. Hey, we'll talk more about this uh, when we come back from break. Other than, I, you know, like I said, Kenny, you know, I wasn't feeling Ant-Man that much the the first time around. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I really did. I didn't go see it in the theater, but it was nice. Uh, you know, yeah, I really uh, liked it. I'm so. buying what they're selling. I it. Um, so we'll talk more about this. Uh, when we come back for the uh, last segment of uh, Mike Chuck Radio, uh, do we have anything we'd like to specifically hear? Uh, for the break? Yeah. How about, oh, how about for oh. uh, Ghost Ghost Gun? Good, good call. Ant-Man. Good call. There we go. All right, so we'll be right back to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp right after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. It's more like a big ball of wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of metal and monsters of rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and be sure to listen to my music program, The Night Show, every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. The Night Show features a broad selection of eclectic music from my personal library, as well as your requests. So be sure to visit IndieMediaWeekly.com and find the tab for The Night Show. Join the chat and submit your requests every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern on The Night Show. Only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com for those who dare. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Yes, master philosopher, alchemist, and eternal love. Oh, Enough of that. We don't have time for your long-winded self-introductions. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. That is true, we don't have time. So, Port St. Lucie, Miles and Michelle Lagan. That is us. Hello. Cleesburg, Kenny Pick. Hi-o. John Kendall, out oh, for the hi-o. weekend. So, anyway. Boo, John Kendall, boo. <laughs> boo, yes. <laughs> What? So, uh, it, it just—I think something's wrong with my microphone. Anywho, uh, so yeah, last segment we uh, went, o- we we played the uh, the tr- first trailer to Ant Man and the Wasp, and uh, I, like I said, it made a very positive impression on me. I'm looking forward to this movie. Um, 
considering that they've cast uh, Janet Van Dyne, I think we're looking at a happy ending for this one, too. Um, you know, of course, the last one had a ha- happy ending, too, but, you know, I'm just saying, you know. But, uh, so yeah, some great stuff in the trailer. Uh, uh, Michelle, what did you think? What, what, what stood up to you in the trailer? Um, I just want my blasters and lings. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see if they're in the budget. <laughs> yes. Um, I liked it. I liked the, uh, the strong role that she got in the trailer. That made me happy. Yes. So I, I that th- my question about that is would she have let I mean is she saying that you know by saying he wouldn't get have gotten caught is, is she implying that she's just that badass and she you know she would have been okay doing it herself or is she saying she would have let you know she would have physically stopped him if he if he tried to go Well I I think cuz she knew her father's research so well that she actually thought she was going to be the inheritor of the suit well, so but, she, she, yeah. she, she was pretty sure that she could have done a better job than he did. Well, she I, would have either you know, saved him or, you know. Yeah. And there's a trust. There, there, there's a bit. Yeah, the trust factor, I think, is, is a big one. And it's, you know, it's also good, you know, um, deadpan comedy as well. Well, yeah, but we also got to remember Hank Pym, this version of Hank Pym has a, a problem with S.H.I.E.L.D. So I don't see him backing up Tony Stark in, in the Civil War. Oh, no, I, I don't either. I, I, I'm very curious about that. Um, also, uh, something that I just learned after this trailer came out, that, um, oh, uh, what's his name? Perry White, uh, The Matrix. Lawrence uh, Fi- yeah, Lawrence I was about Fishburne. to mention. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. He, he's playing uh, the um, Black Goliath uh, character. Um Oh God! Uh, what's his name? Bill. Bill, Bill Foster. Um, Bill Foster. Thank you. Yes. So, it, it, I'm wondering is is it possible that maybe they're gonna like do a flashback scene where they de-age him like they did with um uh uh sorry Hank Pym uh God I can't remember Michael names Douglas. right now Michael Douglas. Thank you. Is there going to be a flashback where, you know, maybe they de-age him and uh, there's a a scene where he is Black Goliath back in the day um, fighting or just Goliath, Um, you know, because there is no Goliath so far or Giant Man in the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that's something that could be really exciting. Yeah. Um, I I was really excited to see Bill Foster was put in. Go ahead. Yeah, well, and he and Lawrence Fishburne wanted this role. Um, he he, he describes himself specifically as a, a Marvel fan over DC. Um, so, you know, expect a good performance from him because, like I said, uh, you know, motivation is a huge factor. If you're just in it for the paycheck, you're not going to give it all your all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah as my voice cracks. <laughs> so the fact rare that he's, occurrence for that. Yeah, yeah. the fact the fact that he uh, wanted like this I was role saying, though, I, I really did enjoy the you know just in again in a very short trailer, uh, lots of fun new uses with the the shrinking and growth technology. You yes. know, that was that was the really Pez fun. dispenser, <laughs> the Hello Kitty Pez dispenser. <laughs> I know that was fucking incredible. Knock a guy off a motorcycle with a Hello Kitty Pez dispenser, a really big one. <laughs> and you know what the funny, th- funniest part about that is, is that Hello Kitty 
is a fictional mm-hmm. goodwill ambassador. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's kind of like the Thomas the Train Engine uh, for the, you know, uh, bursting out of the house. You know, a good, uh, a feel-good, happy little kids thing that, you know, grown to immense proportions and smashing a family household. <laughs> Uh yeah so so that was that was good very clever I, I like that. I have a I have a question and yes. I have to kind of just direct it to those that have been cursed with the Y chromosome is it just me or is there something particularly alluring when a female protagonist is wearing body armor like for example uh, Cara Delevingne in the uh, the, the Thousand Planet movie, or uh, Tian Jing in The Great Wall, or if you know what I'm talking about, or or um, uh, who's the, who's the newest actor's going to play the uh, Captain Marvel? Uh, oh, 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 Brie Larson. Um, Brie Larson. Brie, thank Brie you. Larson. Have you seen the pictures of her in the body armor? Yeah. It, yeah. Is it just great. me, or does that tend to like the like you just look at that and go, oh? You know, is it, it or um, am I, you know, I'm just asking. I thought it looked great. I, I like thought it. Brie Larson's costume looked good. Yeah, I, you know what? No, I also I'm talking like about it. in general, female body armor being badassness. I mean, I'm t- in general. I, yeah, I want and you know what I, I really women. liked about the Brie. I, I like the Brie Larson uh, body armor because it it really looks very similar to the comics, but I like the color scheme a lot better. Than the blue, uh, red, and yellow. I think like the the multiple shades of blue because, you know, I, I don't know, just blue, red, and yellow to me it works for Superman. Um, but too much of that color scheme, it, you know, or yeah. or too much red and yellow Iron Man, you know, or too much blue and red Captain America. I, I like the blue on blue with the white accents and stuff like that. That was that was really cool. Okay. All right. Uh, what about you, Kenny? What stood out in the trailer? Yes. Um, well, uh, I, I lo- again recapping what I already said. I, I Lawrence Fishburne, uh, the n- new female villain, Ghost, looks very intriguing. Um, and you know the the um, I, I'm also very curious about you know they're on the run at some point. What in in where does this fall? Does it fall? I'm assuming it falls right before Civil War. No, no, or, this I'm is sorry, after Civil War. No, 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 no. I, I I'm sorry. I meant um um Infinity War. Infinity War. Um, I'm assuming it falls right before Infinity War. But I'm I'm kind of curious as to you know there's like obviously that there's the ankle bracelet scene. Uh, it looks like a pretty high tech ankle bracelet that might cancel out the shrinking abilities, the pin particle abilities. Um, uh, it, but you know, there, there's that point where, you know, oh, you made us, we had to go on the run. You know what that, that has really piqued my curiosity. Is it because of, uh, you know, him being an escapee from, you know, uh, the end of civil war spoilers. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine that that's probably it. Is that, you know, is it, is it that, or is it something else? Uh, you know, so, so I don't know. Um, 
but you know, the, but yeah, I mean, overall, it, uh, it, oh, another standout when the knife is thrown and then Wasp shrinks down yeah. and runs along the knife blade. That was great. That looked really cool. <laughs> well, and I, and, I will, and I will say this, you know, Michelle talked about how um, Hope Van Dyne thought she was going to be uh, Hank Pym's successor. I, I mean, I, I get that, but at the same time, it's pretty clear Hank Pym is trying to protect his daughter. You know, yeah. you know, again, the only remaining part of his family after he lost Janet. Um, and I think that maybe in the back of his mind, he was always preparing her to assume the mantle of the wasp. Yeah. And, you know, I, the, I, I like this version of this sardonic version of Hank Pym. Where, you know, it's like, oh, no, yeah, I could have given you the wings and the blasters. But, you know, it it, it makes sense. It's almost like this technology had been buried for such a long time. And then it was going to be exploited by um, uh, whatever, whoever became Yellow Jacket. I can't remember the the character's name. Darren Cross. Okay, Darren Cross. Yeah, so, you know, so this is... Newly unearthed technology. He needed a thief. He didn't necessarily want to put his daughter in harm's way in the first movie. So again, you know, here he is, kind of saying, "Yeah, you're you're kind of ex- expendable. I don't want to do that to my daughter." And then, you know, he says, "Well, you could have given me wings and blasters too, right?" Yeah. Or, uh, or <laughs> no? Oh, yeah, I could I could have done that. <laughs> I so I don't know. It. It's, it's good dark dark humor um i dig it yeah and i will say that i get yeah you're probably right that hank pym originally saw um scott lang is expendable but i'm pretty sure he's also realized scott lang is worth a damn and you know and that's why he's continuing to mentor exactly you know exactly so yeah, you know, again, I, I I'm hoping that they do do some some development between, uh, you know, in terms of the relationship between uh, Hank Pym and uh, Scott Lang. I'd like to see some of that because Michael Douglas is an amazing actor. I loved him as Hank Pym in the original. I thought that was great casting. Um and yeah, you know, uh, I, like I said, I'm I'm solidly on board with the, with this movie, which is at this same time when the original Ant Man was getting ready to come out. Kenny, like I said, you know, I wasn't this enthusiastic just like i wasn't feeling mm-hmm. guardians of the galaxy when the first trailer came out yeah and, and I we all know how the, we all, guardians of the galaxy we know how that so ended after i saw it yes fucking but, dance off but guardians of the galaxy volume <laughs> two come on you gotta admit that renewed your enthusiasm it, it, it for the franchise. I, I really like susan yelled from the other room i liked it um, but, uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I thought, um, um, uh, crisp rat, crisp rat, <laughs> a fried, deep fried rat, crisp rat. Um, uh, no, I, 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 he really, his acting, um, you know, bumped it up a lot in that for me. I, I did enjoy it. It was a, it was a well-crafted story. And it had some really great, uh really great uh, ideas and i thought that you know the whole again that he's looking for something that he doesn't realize he's had all along mm. right in front of him i thought that was a great angle for volume two yeah. I, I think the humor was a lot better in the second one too i thought the the first one was a little some of the humor is a little too base um so yeah i yeah. can understand that but so do you think we're still gonna have an asshole rocket in volume three or you know somewhat asshole but you know 
more well, on board with the, the family. Well, the kind of mellows with all the characters who are assholes, like Tony Stark and stuff like that. So, you know, well, but then again, Civil War kind of, you know, but uh, he had a real reason to be an asshole in Civil War. Bucky, you bastard. He, um, he was not in control but, uh, of what he was doing. I know, I know. I know, but you know, think if you, but you have to put yourself, you know, of course, as good liberals, we we can empathize with people's scenarios, yes. and I found myself, uh, you know, very very much on the fence during that movie, which I think they they did very well, and I think a lot of people came away from Civil War feeling the same. Yeah. And I will say, Civil War is the reason why I think. Um... I honestly think that in Infinity War, if anyone dies, it's going to be Stark. I I think that mm-hmm. he's gonna. I think he's gonna see Captain America as the future. Now you said it. You said Civil War. You mean Infinity War? Well, I said Civil War is the reason why I think Stark is going. You know, if anyone dies in oh, Infinity oh, War, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I got you. I'm saying that he's already, you know, almost sacrificed himself once, and. In Age of Ultron, he had the he had the vision where Captain America was dead. And I'll say this: I I, I I can see where you're coming from here, but it depends if they set up an uh, an actual legit successor to Iron Man in Infinity War. Would that not be Rodney? Rhodey. Rhodey. Uh, or well, oh, sorry. Yeah, it, it could be, but they haven't really, uh, you know, uh, they, you know what I'm saying, like uh, Michelle, yeah. like a storytelling, a storytelling angle, like you're gonna be the next Iron Man if something yeah. happens. You yeah, know. because in the original series, it was Rhodey, or exactly, or Pepper, or Ironheart. Yeah, the new, I don't the know. New, you know, if if they want to introduce more people of color into the MCU. Ironheart would be a good place to go because that would also bring they, in... Hmm? Or if they want to do a female, Pepper. Ironheart is no. a woman, Riri Williams. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that one, yeah. I'm so, uh, Pepper could step in too because she has control of the corporation. Well, but she's also rescue. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, they, no, I, I'm saying... I'm saying that I can see Stark sacrificing himself to save Captain America. Um, yeah, will will that happen? I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's either. I think it's going to be either Stark or Captain America. I think that Mar. And here's the thing: I was talking about this with friends at work the past couple of days. You will not hear anything about contract renewals until after I will say July, because if they announce anything about contract renewals. Before that, they will spoil Infinity War. And and all I can say is that, that Rocket should still be an asshole because he's a lovable asshole. Yes, he is a little. I, I yeah. think I think he that, has you know, a heart. Yes, but he one is my, an asshole. Yeah. yeah, one of my favorite parts, though, honestly, I think one of my favorite parts of the first Guardians one was him. You know, talking about you know uh, when he kind of broke down a little bit. In the yep. middle of the movie, you know, about, you know, being experimented on and tested on and, and not what he was meant to be kind of thing, you know, uh, a freak, whatever. Um, yeah, he was so, yeah, up. that was, yeah. 
So, uh, but you know, I, 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 he, an asshole with a heart of gold. Exactly. Yes, he is. So. Yep. But, but anyway, like I said, I will say, I, I think that I think I think they're going to renew Chris Hemsworth contract after Thor Ragnarok. Just totally hit it out of the park. I, I don't yeah, think. Oh God, I hope so. I hope so. I oh, just, he said he wants to do it. He said he wants yes. to do it. So I think they're going to renew Hemsworth's contract. I think it's going to be either I think it's going to be either uh, Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans who don't renew. I think it'll be one or the other or both, but probably just one or the other to have the and have the other uh, stand. As uh, like a bridge. Yeah, I, I would concur with that. Um, but honestly, I think because I'm going to disagree with you a little bit here. I think if anybody dies in Infinity War, um, I'm going to say it's uh, Steve Rogers. Because, oh. because it, it, he, you know, in the comics, spoilers, he I died know. in the war. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I would say that. Um, but but uh, Chris, it... Chris Evans has expressed an interest to leave the franchise, uh, very vocally uh, in in the last few years. But uh, would the would the movie not, industry not do that? Right now. Because you're killing Captain America. You're killing the idealized version of what America thinks they are. And I will you say... They'll do that? Well, that's... Uh, honestly, uh, the, the, the election of uh, 2016 killed the idealized version yeah, of Yeah, I know, but do you so think... That the, it some... might be very poignant. I don't know. It, yeah, but that you would could... really create a shitstorm of craziness wouldn't it <laughs> yeah remember that there were people when they killed robin in what was it 86 10, uh was it tim which one was it tim drake was the third robin um yeah yeah tim drake was uh the third robin or jason todd was the second robin they killed him right jason todd that pete you know like the guy who drew that comic you know people just hated him for it and you could have a similar effect for chris evans and it could yeah, but the com- comics have a have a, a slightly different skew point than the movies do. I'm just saying that people, you know, people get invo- emotionally invested in this. That said, yes, but it's also Captain America, right? You that know, the said, red, white, blue. You know how crazy people get about that. They what they think is patriotism. That's I, I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure we're not going to yeah. have any Trump fans liking this version of Captain America. Chris oh, Evans no. has come up as they pretty don't damn liberal. Movies either. But here's the thing: yeah. is that I I could see I could see you being right, Kenny, and I think the way to play that would be to have Captain America's sacrifice redeeming Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Which is what you know, um, like you know, and, enough you know, like and you have two to... success. You have you have two successors already in line for Captain America. And that's uh, Bucky and uh, Sam Wilson, the Falcon. So, you know, and and that's canonical with the the comics as right. well. Oh, I'd love to see Sam. Yeah, That'd be what great. Do what Me do you too. think? What do you think, Miles? Sam Wilson or uh, Bucky? What's the question? Who do you want to succeed? Sam Wilson. Captain America. Oh, Falcon. That's a tough choice. Um, I like the Bucky character. It's it's got conflict. Uh, 
I think more so than Falcons. Um, you know, he's Falcons like the straight shooter. He's the uh, he's the he's the uh, guy with the wings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I I I I would I would I'm I'm leaning towards Bucky just on the on the on the the the, the character's psyche conflict you know character development uh, I, I I like the. The, the the difficulty he he presents to him, himself and um um I, did, did was there anything in, in Black Falcon's uh, character that it, it, was he like a, a a criminal like Ant Man was or something and he just lucked out or he, he was a no, soldier no, Fal- no no Falcon was a military guy in military the, uh, guy straight shooter all right never mind yeah in in the movies yep so okay. So just leaning a tad towards, I mean, you know, I'm cool with Black Falcon. He, you know, I, he, here's, here's one thing to consider. Um, uh, Bucky's character was a great deal more powerful, I think. And so he would be more difficult to challenge, whereas uh, Black Falcon's powers were less spectacular. Yeah, they were more, yeah, they were more and, dependent on his armor. Yep. And you could you could uh, you could challenge him more, or he could have a more difficulty overcoming a bad guy, and that might make for a more interesting story. So, there's pros and cons to choosing both. So, uh, there you go. But uh, yeah, so we got. Uh, like I said, it's, I think this is going to be an exciting year, and like I said, we won't hear anything about the. Uh, about contract renewals, like I said, at least July. They're going to wait until after uh, Infinity War has run its course because, like I said, any sort of contract renewals would basically be spoiling who lives and who dies. Yep. I still say Thor yeah. is going to... I think Thor is going to live. I hope so. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> so... All right, uh, so just a few quick uh, programming notes. Um, The night show will be starting at midnight from now on, on Friday nights, correct? That is true, yeah, Uh, because Uh, Resistor Sisters is uh, airing um, 10.15 every Friday night. For the first run, and then, of course, it'll air on Saturdays at... 3 p.m. Eastern and Sundays. Check it out tomorrow, Sunday noon Eastern yes. on uh, Indie Media Weekly. And, of course, Michelle will be the first guest on um, Resistor Sisters next week. Very yes, good. I will. Um, on your birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. I forgot about that. Yep, five decades. Well, very happy birthday. But um, let's see. Congratulations. Um. The Daily Bento Box is now a full hour. I took care of that this week. Um, and uh, I, I updated our um, station schedule with more updates to come. But the big ones are the addition of Resistor Sisters and the change of the beginning of The Night Show. Yes. <laughs> yes, The Night Show. And uh, also, uh, we're still working on the uh, the changeover to uh, old time radio overnights as well. Yes, that's why I held uh, off on changing but, that. Uh, 
Yeah, so that that'll uh, come down the pike, and of course, uh, we've had some good listenership on the first airing of um, the Tim Carmel show, or, or the second airing, really, because it airs on Monday mornings too. But the evening airing at ten fifteen after Turn Up the Night has been a lot of fun, and a lot of folks have enjoyed listening to that. Um, so yeah, there you go. That that could be my parting shot too. Oh no no. Uh, also on Resistor Sisters on Valentine's Day, Jody Hamilton will be a guest. Oh, root. Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. When she when she suffered from the flu, I, I I told her I I would have been happy to send her a most perfect cherry pie. Yeah, a, a, a yeah. callback to Twin Peaks. Yes. The Twin Peaks special we did. But yeah, pie but crepes and absolute pie crepes, absolutely. Oh, well, it's perfect true. cherry pie. Yep. And perfect coffee. Yeah. And, of course, uh, we'll have uh, Francie and Zelda coming up on Resistor Sisters as well. I, uh, You know, I'm I'm pretty much just the behind-the-scenes guy on, on the program. But I'm really happy. That it, the, the second podcast came out really well. Uh, I, I was a big fan of the first one, even though they were, you know... Susan Rain and Heidi were like, rah, rah, rah. And like <laughs> it's pretty good. It's good. It's worth playing. Uh, so I, I'm glad to have that. Uh, we need this. We need this in the in this uh, you know Me Too era, and all mm-hmm. these dirty, uh, filthy harassers and abusers and Trump, of course. I think Resistor Sisters is just the show. This network and our country needs um, right now to have a woman's perspective on, you know, all of these political issues. And, uh, you know, I know there's similar stuff out there like this, but uh, this has a distinct indie media weekly flavor to it. (laughs) You know, and, uh, and I'm really proud of uh, Susan rain and Heidi for this. And I'm really excited to uh, hear the, the show uh, when you're on uh, next week, Michelle. <laughs> I just hope I hold up the standard. Well, you're a, you're an seriously you're a pro at this stuff, so. It, <laughs> it's gonna be, but uh, anyway, th- those are all my parting shots. I'll uh, I I I, I uh, <laughs> what what do they say? I um uh whatever the rest of my time yield uh, the rest <laughs> of your time. Yeah, I yield the rest of my time. Yeah. All right, uh, Michelle, what do you got for us? Um, really not much, actually. I was going to mention that I was going to be on Resistor Sisters recording this Wednesday and then for future playback on Indie Media Weekly. Um, I'm actually looking forward to it. I am not uh, the most eloquent person, but I'm happy to lend my opinions where it matters. All right, so. fair enough. You're, uh, Miles, what do you got for us? Uh, I got nothing. I got to I got to go to work. So, um I'm ready to go as soon as we're done. All right then. Uh then that, I guess that's it for us everyone. Have a great week. We will see you next week and uh I'll be out and about. Bye. Oh, midnight sun tonight, 11 o'clock. Uh we may do something for the square bowl. I haven't decided yet, but uh so <laughs> I we'll be, right, we'll be I almost said we'll be right back. No, we're done for the day. Good night. Bye. Get out of here, you turkey! Time for go to bed. Alright, it is late. Shall we retire? Goodbye, my friend.
Goodbye to you all. I'll never forget you. Live in peace. Goodbye all. Stay happy and good luck. On our way to great adventures. Get out of here. Casting worm. Push the button, Frank. Catch you next time, Gadget. Next time. Visitors, thank you for your attendance.